The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Fluffers? <laughs> but uh, do you have a little uh, something going on with uh, a fluffer association? Uh, I was, uh, there's a headline on ESPN that says, are fluffier tennis balls causing longer matches at the Australian Open? And when I first looked at it, it's, are fluffers tennis oh, balls causing? They, I'm going, boy, they, they take, care, they the take fluffers, care of these players down there. They would cause a lot of problems on this <laughs> center court, I guarantee, especially at Wimbledon, my ladies and gentlemen. Herp, well, it's all out. fuzzy balls. Oh, hey. <laughs> if, oh, but you know, that's true. I used to play a lot of tennis when I, when I oh, why am I talking like this? I don't know. Uh, many years ago with my, with my starter wife and, um, uh, back in like 73 or 4 or something our next, door, our next door neighbor was a really good tennis player and I was just a mediocre at best but but I used to love the game and we played almost every night for 45 minutes or an hour after dinner or before dinner or something just because we lived nearby and that was fun and you know you don't like playing with tennis balls that are all bald I mean you like a nice fu- you like a good fuzzy tennis ball and so we'd alternate buying a can of tennis balls so we, you know we, we, none of us had any money I was making $20,000 a year or whatever um, so, but, so we were you know saving money but yeah you don't you like fuzzy I mean, in fact, that's a great, well, you know, I, I wonder whether anybody really appreciates a gift like that. I remember like in birthday gifts or something as you, know, you get a can of tennis balls or a new yeah. baseball or something, and you know, smell so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just everything, you know, little th- things like that or cause that's what you want and you anyway, and whatever. You'd open it up and it would hiss cause yeah, the air would just, come out. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Anyway. Um, did Are I, you a white ball? You white fuzzy ball yeah, guy or I, yellow? I don't, even, I don't, I didn't really, I don't, I don't think they even had yellow, but I, I love playing. those neon yellows, man. You can see them I don't forever. think they had it when I was started playing. Did they have balls? Yeah. They, they had that little. Right, they were twigs put together twigs. with binder twine. It was kind of a. Say, like Babe <laughs> not Ruth, that old, Mister. Babe Ruth baseball. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, when I was when I was like sixteen, I was um, I was at the at the country club where I played golf at our Donald Ross course, um, and I played a little tennis too. But I was never really very good at it. But one thing I could do is, at the time, I was pretty strong and I had a great serve. I just wound it up and just. Bam! I mean, it was very hard. My serve was brutal. The Roscoe Tanner and, of the neighborhood. Well, it's true. It's true. At the, at the country club, and, and I, but I was never any good. And and so they had a tennis tournament of the of the children of the members, and I was I guess I was 15 or whatever. And, and the guy who was really good, who was the club champion, was like 18 year old kid or something. And he was I mean he looked like a pro. He was just really great. And I had won a couple of matches, so I had to play him in like a semifinal. And they were so afraid. This is true. This is at the country club on the center court, clay courts. He's been old-fashioned clay courts where everybody can see walking between the golf course and the place it's right there in the middle so everybody nobody misses it and there you know there were chair lawn chairs and the, the snack bar thing so it's like you know a display and they were so afraid that i was going to be so humiliated that they decided to have the match somewhere else <laughs> and sure enough i mean he beat the crap i think he won six love six love. he gave me one game but i but i aced him like four different times uh and it was, which was um, that was my claim to fame for the club champ kid but anyway uh, that was, but that, that tennis balls, tennis balls. Did I mention it's only me? It's only the camera. I don't even think we've started saying nope. hello yet. Uh, at the uh, camera show podcast. 
God bless America, Semper Fi. We got a lot going on here with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the traveling mechanical mangler flounder at the controls here at El Condo Flounder. And Lucas, the podcast around here, so I guess he's been no, punished. He was up, he playing with it. He's not being punished. I just well, not punished. I'll, I'll, open, I'll open the door in a little he's bit. In exile. He, he's he, exile. He was played with a, with a giant uh, picture frame, and if that had fallen off that little hook, it well, the thing is, is I, I normally leave my house in the morning to go to work by like three fifty, <laughs> and so I get home. And days when I get home and we do the podcast, normally we start the podcast right away. Yeah. So he's antsy to play with me, and yeah. you know he's, yeah. he wants yeah, to yeah, have some fun. But again, he's he's a great cat. But I, lately, what he's freaking out about is I pick him up and I take him out to my back porch, and he just watches the birds <gasps> oh, and the squirrels. I'd be careful there. There's I mean, no screen, right? I mean, you can get out of there. He right? can't. Well, no, I hold him. I don't let him down and let him walk around. But I I pick him up, and then he just likes to watch the birds chirp and the... Okay. <laughs> I'm good. However, I've noticed in the past 24 hours, he's a little antsy now. That if he decides to scratch you and you go like this, he's and he's out looking for birds. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say anything. It's your cat. I mean, I just, I've, you know, I've, I've had some... I, I lost a cat who got out and a uh, car got him. Uh, mm-hmm. our, a shyster. The cat who slept on my face. He slept every night on my face. <laughs> anyway, it's true. And he was my uh, final wife's cat. She got him, and she named him and everything else. And, uh, but he slept on my face every night. Anyway, uh, that was heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> 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 Never heard that before. Uh, anyway, um, okay, now, uh, we, geez, we got so many things. Uh, we got a whole bunch of newsy stuff. I got a lot of weird stuff that's happening. I got a couple things. I mentioned the traveling mechanical mangler, because Flounder, uh, I've got a couple of, of, uh, of me reading, uh, relating to high-tech stories not only with my ears but also the Wi-Fi system and the stuff we do for Friday mornings at the radio station 106.3 and, and we'll get to all that and going to Comcast to talk to the girl I mean I just there's a whole thing going on here um, also I settled the thing with my dentist. Remember, they, they uh, gave me a text message saying, we're going paperless. Uh, Humana says you owe us another $67. Please go into this app. And I said, no. And I left them a message, no. I'm not, you know, so, so finally I called him and I said, look, if you want, I'll give you my number over the phone. I'm not putting it into my phone. I've been hacked before. I've been targeted before. So she, they all laughed and had a good laugh. Anyway. So that was one of my grumpy things that I, uh, things I took care of. And everybody's happy and smiling. And they got their money. And once again, I'm... You know, that's over $20,000 out of my pocket for my teeth that Humana's dental plan did not cover. Thank you. Anyway... Okay, so that was one. I'll get to some other couple things that happened this high-tech stuff <laughs> a little bit later. Also... Um Pete, I know you'll be happy about this, and Flounder, and our friend uh, uh, Sophia, and uh, one of the Cindy's who are going to be attacking me probably within the next couple of no, minutes just because we, hello. we started the show. Because I have personal stories, but I know that when I start my personal stories, I know it's it's a little iffy. Okay. So I've already edited out a couple oh. I was going to share. Are they different this time? Different uh, scenarios? Well, I have I, uh, one of them. I have to relate to the picture I put on Facebook, which I think I sent you. Now, is this story under 15 minutes? It will be way under 15 okay. minutes. Although, uh, 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 who am I to say? <laughs> uh, anyway, so I got a couple of personal stories. But first, a, a couple of newsy things just breaking, which I think are pretty amusing. One, Alec Baldwin arrested, charged with manslaughter, along with the armory uh, director at the movie Good. set for, for murdering that woman. Um, and, and his lawyers and everybody is saying, oh, by the way, uh, did you, well, his lawyers saying he'll be found innocent because uh, uh, he, had, he was told the gun was uh, no. safe. It was a blank, so he had no responsibility. He was told it was safe, so it's his other fault. Did you know that Alec Baldwin has sued all those other people? 
He sued the gun guy, he, and he, I think he sued the woman because she was in charge of the directing or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, what a scumbag. But anyway. at the end of the day, he's the producer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I know. Anyway, so he's been arrested along with the armory guy, um, and he's going to claim, you know, he told the gun was da da da. Okay. <laughs> if someone hands you a gun, boys and girls, what's the first thing you do if someone hands you a pistol? Shoot them. You shoot, no, no, silly. Uh, <laughs> you see if it's loaded. You see if there's a bullet in it. How do you do that, Kimmer? Well, you either, if it's a cylinder pistol, if it's a, if it's a wheel gun. A revolver. A revolver. Could be a five shot or it could be a six shot. I've got an eight shot, Smith & Wesson. Uh, you did you know that? Uh, 357 Magnum eight shot revolver. It's beautiful. That was the one I shot. Uh, yep, there you go. Anyway, um, and you open up the, re the cylinder and see if there are bullets in there. And then you at least know. Now, if you don't want to mess with it, you empty them. If you don't want to have bullets in your, if someone's giving you a gun, you know what you're not going to do with it. Okay, so that, or you slide the slide on a semi-automatic that, you know, has a, a, a grip, a pistol grip in the, in the butt and, has, and a, a, a clip that goes up in there or a magazine. You pull back a little bit to see if there's a shell in the chamber. If there's not, you put it back, leave it going, you don't have a bullet in there. And you can release the clip if you want. Everybody knows this. You check the freaking gun. And he was goofing around. He was playing cowboy, and he aimed at her. Yeah, never point. You can't point a gun at people. <laughs> That's the other thing. Check the gun. And if you have a gun in your hand, it, it, anyway, everybody knows this. It's not a thing. So and now, I, 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 let me ask you this. Uh, do you think, well, no, I, know, I already know the answer as far as he's concerned. I think if I had been in that position where I was, you know, the star of a thing, I was the center of the uh, attraction and the thing, and they gave me a gun, and I was so careless, hey, baby, how's it going? Boom, oh, Christ, I killed her. I, I think, I think my father taught me a lesson when I was 16 years old, so much so that to this day, I think I would have accepted responsibility and pleaded guilt, uh, done a NOLO or a guilty Alfred plea or something to take responsibility for it. I don't want to go to prison. It was an accident. It was stupid and it was careless. But, you know, I, I think I would take responsibility for it. Yeah, he has a lot more to lose than you do. No, uh, well, well, oh, well, I don't have anything to lose. <laughs> well, that's easy. <laughs> Lucas has more to lose than I do. <laughs> I think Lucas is in the process of losing. Yeah, he's probably, well, there's there a crash out there. That's why he went there. <laughs> you blew it. You're on probation, <laughs> double secret probation. Anyway, I, I just, you know, he'll, he'll never take responsibility for it. I think I would, I would, I think I would make a deal to say I, I accept responsibility. I'm, I, you know, sue me or whatever you want to do or my insurance company because, you know, he's all covered by insurance because he was a producer of the film. So, uh, but I, and I think I would take uh, accept responsibility if that means, you know, uh, uh, spending six months in jail or whatever. Then so be it. Yeah. Real honestly, you did it. He did it. He didn't mean to do you know, it. It's, it's an accident. The same way that uh, that police officer Chauvin uh, didn't mean to kill George Floyd either. But he's his his life is over. His life is ruined. Although he's now appealing, and I, I hope he has some success. Uh, George Floyd died of a drug overdose. But anyway. Um, Okay, so Alec Baldwin's been arrested. That was that's what I'm gonna say. Check your guns and never point at somebody unless you want to shoot them. I mean, you're killing me. All right, now another thing: broken news. Pete, you just mentioned this particular broad uh, not too long ago. Uh, Jacinta Ardern, the uh, leader of New Zealand, the dictator, the dictator of New Zealand, the Nazi of New Zealand, is resigning. 
Now, uh, a, a refra- you want to refresh the, uh, the boys and girls on some of the things she did? They're famous for in New Zealand because of the China Kill virus when it was out. She locked down New Zealand probably bigger than any other country in the world, which is easier to do because they were an island. Uh, I, I, she basically told them they couldn't leave their house, they couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Think she, on your neighbor. She, think on your neighbor. She also said that we, the government, are the only true source of all information. So you can, And if you dared criticize, they came and knocked on your yeah. door. They took you away. They did everything they could. And Roger Stone, by the way, is taking credit for her resigning. He says he put out some expose on her the, the day before. I don't oh, know if this I is true or not. I didn't hear that. But she looked like a broken woman. And it kind of said to me. Good. She deserves to be broken. Something something went down. Either the evil that she's been doing finally has crushed her. Somebody said her this is going to come out or something. Or she something's didn't come be, up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She finally. I mean, it was, it was too much. She locked people in their homes. I mean, she, she had told neighbors to tell if, if you see your neighbor out wandering around, it's dangerous for the rest of us. You need to report them to the authorities. Maybe she got Jesus. the information that this has all been bullshit from the start, that they've over, basically they said in England, the doctors are now coming out yeah, saying, I know. we inflated the numbers yeah. to make it look like it was a pandemic. Not only that, they admitting, by the way, those people who die in the hospital with COVID did not die of COVID. That's right. And that's like 80%. So it's a huge, huge difference. Maybe but anyway, finally hit her. But, but here's, here's the reason I bring up the story. Uh, here's the headline. From Bloomberg. Are you ready for this? Here's the actual headline from Bloomberg sources. This one has her smiling picture. And here's what the headline says. Jacinta Ardern's surprise resignation points to slow progress for women in politics. Oh, oh, I hate these people. Oh, they're just assholes. I I mean, can you believe that? Slow progress for women in politics? Uh, Gee, let's name a few. Indira Gandhi, um, uh, Bhutto Benazir. I mean, oh my God. They just kicked out the woman. Gold in my ear. Jesus, this goes back, you know, uh, 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 Perron, Isabella Perron, whatever her name. I mean, my God. (laughs) What's it talking about? Is it Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage? Kamala Harris. Uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi. Condi Rice, former uh, top security advisor. Uh, uh, ambassador Nikki Haley to the, I mean, holy criminy. <laughs> What's that? It's all I mean, just the, deliberate. The New York Times headline, Meteor Strikes Earth, Women and Children Hardest Hit. Hardest Hit, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just unbelievable. Anyway, I got a kick out of that, so I thought I'd pass. Girl, can just make progress slow for women? God almighty. Uh, one more thing. Uh, uh, by the way, it, it, as we speak, it's Thursday. This is the 19th of January, 2023. Podcast number 522. Um, holy crap of sports, I'm guessing tomorrow? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, and did you do one yesterday? I sure. No, uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. But nothing. Uh, to, Tuesday, Friday this week. And ma- maybe next week, hopefully back to normal soon. Well, yeah, but well, I want to, in fact, I'm going to get to that a couple questions about it here shortly. First of all, um, there's a story about Tony Dungy. Just, I just <laughs> saw it popping up on social media uh, as we speak. Tony Dungy. Uh, has attracted a whole bunch of criticism for posting and then having to delete delete a tweet. Uh, he tweeted, let's see, there was a video of a member of the Minnesota House of Representatives discussing the possibility of placing menstrual products in men's restrooms ostensibly geared toward transgender men. 
In response, Tony Dungy tweeted out. Now, Tony Dungy, famous. Is he a Hall of Famer football coach? I mean, if he's, he's a famous coach. He's a commentator, and I mean, he's known for everybody. Okay, in response, Tony Dungy, the famous coach and commentator on TV, tweeted, that's nothing. Some school districts are putting litter boxes in the school bathrooms for the students who identify as cats. Very important to address every student's needs. <laughs> and then, of course, he got blasted, condemned immediately after a few hours, he took it down, uh, and the uh, NBC News and PolitiFact, uh, he's currently an, an, analyst, an analyst for NBC, and he called the AFC wildcard game with the Jaguars and Chargers, a former coach of Indianapolis, went to the Super Bowl. Anyway, uh, anyway, so Tony Dungy's now in hot water and had to apologize, poor thing, uh, because he, he made why, a why joke. Why are we acquiescing, acquiescing to the very minor freak <laughs> it's, population of this it's country? It's not a thing. Who can be a offended by making a joke the about freaks. people who think they're cats. The people who think they're cats. Oh, you know who got offended. Oh, I know, but... Th- the th- ever-offendable. But, you know, the somebody... professional <clears throat> People have to finally say, no, stop, what are and you could, talking could, about? It's, it's like the, the uh, was it the Philadelphia Flyers player? Well, let's talk about Who's that, Russian? Too, the hockey player. He's Russian Orthodox, he's devout. He says, I'm not wearing the pride it jersey. Was, it was you a pride game, me. and they gave him the uniforms, and he said, I'm not going to wear it, and he was very, I, I saw his soundbite, and he said, he said, I respect everybody else's views, this is my view. Don't make me and, do and, something. Yeah, don't ma- I, I respect all your views, uh, this is my view, and I respect my view, and that's that's really all I have to say about it. I Good don't for mind, him. You know, and that was it. But bam, wow, boom, and I'm oh, thinking to myself. Anchor's crying on the air <laughs> yeah, over it. Yeah, and I guarantee you, if they had had a, a Jersey day to celebrate the Marine Corps birthday. No, 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 think yeah. of it this way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this owner obviously likes the, the gay rights he's groups. He's, 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 he's afraid. supporting it. Hockey's? He's supporting it. He's making them wear these jerseys in the in the skate around before the game. Yeah. Okay, what if the same, the, another owner, because I'm a huge Donald Trump fan and what he right. did for America, right. so everybody the skate around today is going to wear a MAGA hat. Right. It's the same thing. You got a, it's something that specializes and supports one group over right. others. And you're, do, and you're doing that, and all hell would have broke loose of the MAGA. But this, a, one guy, a Russian Orthodox guy against his religion says, I, I don't feel comfortable doing right. that. Respect my... No, they don't respect you. See, it only goes one way. Yeah. You can, we all have to right. multicultural and diversity. We got to respect them, but they can shit all over us. And, and what, what, what kills me also is, let's remember, when they start talking about the different kinds of genders and stuff, this is not a physical, physiological, medical issue. This is a political issue. This is people demanding rights for it to be thought of of a different way. I mean, this is the way you want to be thought of by your society. That's political. I mean, that that's, you know, those things are determined by laws or ordinances or whatever, cultural things. It's, you know, it's not it's not written down in science. So if you're going to uh, if you're going to try to be so political, so narrow-mindedly political for a particular cause, then you have to open up to any other narrow-minded political cause, including white supremacy. I mean, if, if, if theoretically, how can you do? I mean, again, yeah. this is all nonsense. It's all crap. Pride, well, well, skating around in the practice thing in a, in a pride well, uniform. How does that help How is that, that going to help the people who are, and, I, and by the way, who is pride? Is, is that just gay or all transgender everybody? I don't even it's know. It's a power move. It's a power move. We're in control and we can force you to do something yeah, you, and ruin your life but, if you don't go along. But here's my question. I just realized I don't know what pride stands for anymore. I don't, I don't know what pride, I used to, pride week used to be gay. 
Gay guys would, would, you know, play the rainbow thing, and it was for gay rights, right? Now, I, God knows what they're talking about. I guess kitty litter. I guess they're talking about cats' rights. I mean, it's, I mean, what a bunch of crap. And, you know, just, I just, oh, I'm just, I'm so, oh, I, I just, I, oh, God. Glenn Greenwald <laughs> came out and said, look, there's always been a debate within the gay community. He's gay. And he says about how much you should do and how much you shouldn't do. But I think most, and he said this, and he's gay. He says, I don't think most gay people think it's right to force other people. Nobody does I mean, you, you can be mad at them for not believing something, but to force them to wear something. It's almost like the star of David, the Nazis made the Jewish people hey, wear it of the Seinfeld episode on, on, on the, on the uh, gay mark yeah. with a ribbon. You don't want to wear the ribbon? He don't want to wear the ribbon. And they all attack yeah. Kramer because he wouldn't wear the ribbon. He'd be right. doing the march, but he's not wearing that ribbon. Right. And they went nuts. I mean, they beat Ooh, him. There's no one to wear. It's a ribbon. Not, not doing the ribbon? <laughs> <laughs> this one won't wear the ribbon. <laughs> he's not wearing the ribbon. <laughs> I mean, God, it's it's almighty. It's, it's I power. I assume you're talking, I was outside, so I'm sure you're talking about the hockey player. Yeah. yeah. Did you hear what Guy Benson said on Fox? No, and he's he, gay. Yes, and he was like, his response was perfectly common sense. And that, that I mean, and from what right, he, yeah, the, what, the guy, what the hockey player said. And again, I, you know, again, we, well, I, you know, I've been doing this for fifty-five years. Flounder's relatively new to, uh, in terms of the business, but you, you, there are gay guys all over broadcasting, you know, media. Absolutely. Pete, you've Name been names. doing this. For, uh, well, I mean, we, we, we've all worked with, with gay guys oh, and lesbians. Hey, I mean, come oh, on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so it's not. If we don't. I mean, no not, and, and I guarantee you, hell, when I was in San Francisco for two years, my cameraman was the biggest flaming gay guy you've ever seen in your life and, he, and he, we got along great and we and, and, and I guarantee you every gay person I've known and this has been for 50 years working with them and stuff not one of them would, would, would be in favor of this sort of stuff you know your basic gay person is just your basic person it makes you know people what I mean? not like you or your cause yeah, when you go and say you have yeah, to wear this. Don't point, don't point at me because you're going to get it back. You know, it's just <laughs> stupid. Don't tell me to do something because I'm going to do the opposite. Especially if you're a boss and you're and you're forcing stuff on your. I, I don't know. I just anyway. Um, yeah, that's another thing. This whole thing. I've, I've always been comfortable calling somebody an owner. He's my owner. Something like. I think that's a bad connotation. Well, but when you have one guy who's who's wealthy. Yeah. And has bought a team. And thinks he can make everybody wear what he wants when it's a political statement. Yeah, that's it. When it gets political, that's a whole new thing. It's not going to happen, Charlie. And there's, and in fact, there, uh, I, maybe this is going to lead to some kind of uh, agent's uh, clause in a contract saying uh, uh, we will not be responsible for political evening or something or other. Where's you know? the union to support? They support rapists <laughs> and murderers yeah, and right. drunks. But but this guy, I haven't heard yeah. one peep from the union. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, George Floyd case, uh, union. But how about... Uh, Oh, God, I just lost my stupid train of thought. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I had it. was going to make a great point, too. Oh, Owners. Right there. It was right oh, there. Oh, crap. Son of a Oh, that's right. It's right on the thing here. All right, talk among yourselves for a second. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm eating my, my salad over here at the park waiting for us to meet here today. <laughs> and it was nice salad. It was nice people walking by. Some salad? Cuties. Yeah, I was eating a salad. I went, I, my stomach didn't feel good all morning, so I wanted to just eat a little salad from Chick-fil-A. And I'm sitting there eating it. And there's been a lot of break-ins over there by the park, you know, yeah. by the river. Yeah. Is this so Island Ford, the one that's right here, or is this the right one that's on Azalea? Right on Azalea. Okay, right on Azalea. Okay, gotcha. So I'm sitting there watching. I'm eating, but I've got my car there. 
I see this ne'er-do-well walking up, looking around, looking around, looking mm-hmm. around. Big, tall, white guy with long hair. You know, yeah. the type that you always immediately suspect. Yeah. And he comes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Lawrence-looking type. There you go. And, and he walks up, and he looks both ways, and he crouches down by my car. All right. And so I'm you like, put him uh, around oh, in the no. chamber. So I'm waiting a second. He's not getting back up. So, of course, I start I yeah. put the salad aside. I start heading that way. Yeah. Got my hand on, you know what. I believe there's and, no and reason I get over there. crouch by. It was an optical illusion. He was getting in the car next to mine, and he was taking his time doing it. It was his car <laughs> next time. But since he made me walk all the way over there, I shot him anyway. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, it's just a general principle. Remember that, that black guy with a hoodie came with an arm behind his back, came up to my car at a stoplight down in downtown Atlanta after the Hawks game at the Omni. Yeah. And at the stoplight, and I guess I've told the story recently, to, to repeat it again, but he comes up to my window with an arm behind his back wearing a hoodie. Don't do that. And I had a gun. I put my gun in my lap, pointed at him. I didn't show it. And, and, and But when he came to the window and looked down, he said, he's got a gun, he's got a gun, and yelled to all his friends. But it turns out he had a windshield washer behind his back. He wanted to clean my windshield for a dollar or whatever. But he started screaming to his friends that I had a gun, so I drove right through the red light and got the hell out of there. I thought, oh, Jesus, I could have shot you. Anyway, uh, whatever. Um Oh, I remember what it was. I was going to say, uh, the, the whole thing that's surprising me about this whole business with hockey thing, it's hockey. So, hockey people. Hockey audiences in Minnesota and Canada and Russia. Minnesota. And, I mean, well, Minnesota, I guess. But still, it's hockey. And, and let me say this. And now, you've done more of this than I have. But in my career, I have been uh, live. I've, I've not been to a live professional big league soccer game. But I've been to, you know, uh, NFL and Major League Baseball and NBA games and, uh, all you know, all the basic major sports. And the most violent crowds and the most uh, unruly crowds and the most dangerous crowds who are liable to go nuts at any minute are hockey people. And I can't imagine why this had to be such a big thing involving hockey. I can, you know, I, anyway. It's a power. This is to I make know. everyone acquiesce. <laughs> to the, and, and once but, they get you to do that, they're, they're not satisfied. I know, but, and but, I'm not picking on gays here. It's all these groups that are doing right, this. Absolutely. Once they get you to do this, well, here, we'll move on to the next one, and we'll get you to do this now. I know. But, but why would they start with hockey? I mean, you'd think you start with soccer or uh, whatever. Well, I don't there's know. been other dancing, sports they you know? do it. Anyway. And other players that have said, I, I don't want to do it. Um, I know. I'll tell you who probably... Been, back in the day, uh, I think I don't think Del Murphy or Barry Bunnell, the the Mormon players on the Braves team, they probably wouldn't have done it back in the seventies. They uh, wouldn't have Bobbitt, done something like that. Uh, but well, uh, although in the early seventies everything exploded with a me, me now, me, a true love hippie oh, uh, no, generation after sixty nine summer of love. I'm not kind speaking for them. I just don't think they would have done uh, that. Whatever. Back then. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hard to some fault that. One more quick kind of a newsy thing. Um, uh, George Santos, the Republican congressman from, from the district in New York. Holy cow! Now they have pictures of him. He's the guy who lied on his resume about you know working at this Goldman Sachs or whatever and all these other places. Apparently, he lied about his mother being a, a near victim of 9-11 in New York. She wasn't in, there at the time. Um, and apparently, they have pictures of him as a Brazilian drag queen, <clears throat> which is fairly interesting. For Halloween? Uh, no, because he was in Brazil doing drag dancing, apparently. Well, for their <laughs> carnival, they dress uh, up. Well, they all do that. That's understandable. And, but I just read a story. I didn't read the whole thing yet. But apparently now people are uh, a veterans group or some vet, one veteran is claiming that George Santos stole 
I think it was $3,000 that was supposed to go toward a veteran's dog who needed life-saving surgery. And the theory was it was a GoFundMe account, and he had something to do with it, and he took the money, and the dog died. Now, okay, if that's true, then fine, get rid of him. But it seems to me like the Democrats smell blood, and they smell a yeah. chance to pick up a seat, and they will now All destroy sudden, his life. Yeah, here we go, yeah. They will destroy I, his Again, life. Uh, he needs to go to the well of the, of the Congress, and he needs to say, ladies and gentlemen, I lied about being in the top third of my law school class. <clears throat> I lied about having three degrees from college. <clears throat> I lied about being arrested in South Africa with Melson. You know, I mean, just, you know, all the lies that uh, Puttitat said. I mean, Puttitat, oh, and, and Biden said, uh, President Stupid, and then say, oh, God, that's right. That was uh, he, not me. But I'll tell you what, if he resigns, I will. And, and well, that could happen and then any turn day now. <laughs> well, I, they're really going after him now, too. Oh, by the way, and again, a little political thing. Oh, by the way, so George Sanders, I don't know what's true with George Sanderson. I don't know. Um, did you see that uh, that vicious, hate-filled, monster, racist, uh, scumbag uh, congressman as a Calhoun from South Carolina who single-handedly got Biden elected when he said— uh, It's not Calhoun. Uh, not Calhoun. It? It's a Southern— uh, so If you hadn't asked me, I would have told you. Uh, he's the black guy. He's, he's, he has resting yeah, bitch face. I he's never— He's he's just nasty and mean. What the hell is his name? Anyway, whatever. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, He's the one who single-handedly made the Democrats put uh, President Showers with daughter ahead of Carmela and everyone. Well, she was long gone, but ahead of everybody else. And he demanded uh, that they uh, go to Biden. And it was the South Carolina primary and the ones with him that did it and put him over the top. Remember, Biden had just lost the last two primaries. Anyway, yeah. not, oh God, what's his name? I can't believe it. Anyway, he's a vicious racist, white-hating racist. Uh, he has now d- said, if anybody in my party, the Democratic Party, tries to upend President Biden's re-election campaign, you're going to be sorry. I am fully in on uh, Joe Biden running again for re-election. And I'm thinking, please, God. Please make him run again. <laughs> anyway, that's uh, going to be Cesar. Now, um, let's see. Uh, we're going to have some fun looking back on some things and doing some goody stuff. we got a couple of comedy time signs. i got a, a couple TV things I want to get to. I definitely want to get to the uh, uh, Flounders. Uh, he, he, he made a house call. The man made a house call, and it didn't work. And then... It did with a double house call. Yeah, I'll never an, be able to unsee it again. It's an, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was surprised I didn't get any reaction from you walking into my place. I mean, it, it's, it looks like a guy's place. Yeah, okay. But I, I was thinking, oh, you're, oh man, I can't believe I'm in this room. <laughs> well, it the problem, I mean, like you come in here, I'm a neat freak. Well, you, but the problem with my place is I, I have all my stuff I just got out of Florida. It takes so up yeah, the whole, yeah. you know, but anyway. I've got too I, I much stuff. I can't believe the cold-heartedness of both of you to talk about your places. <laughs> well, when you, you, <laughs> I'm a homeless man who lives actually, like, you know in what? a van down by the you river. Kimber has a room. Kimber has sh- a room for I you. I will really? show you my really? rundown. I will show you my rundown that I did today. My what first the hell topic is item. This Look at this, people. My it's a first, rundown. My first, I did, th- this is all the thing I sent the boy now i know pete's you know out of home so pete's really kind of trying to find a place to work and do stuff so i'm i'm you know very happy to just kind of try to do all this stuff but the first thing i have on here is number one a quick pete update on the apartment search and blast from the past uh, and there's some stuff that pete's got to do so that was my first thing on here today was to talk about i noticed how, we didn't do that first well because things happen and we're you know we have to get, go with the flow and it was <laughs> stuff happened so you. so now i want i want you to tell us how it goes the apartment search and uh, and and okay. what's your latest? And where are we? Again, this is we live in North Georgia. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who's helping out. They've sent me a lot of leads. Okay. Brandon and Cindy and a lot of people send me a lot of leads. Thank you very much. I'm looking, going through them right now. Excellent. The most interesting thing that's come up, yeah. I, there's a nice townhouse in Roswell I'm going to go look at tomorrow. But I have been not offered, but the idea has been floated yes. about living on a houseboat. I know people who love it, but again, it's a thing. It's a, it's huge. It's, it's a five rooms, two story at Lake Lanier, and we're probably going to go look at it uh, tomorrow or the next day. And I've never, but you know what? If if I if live on a houseboat, TV computer, right? Uh, yeah, it's got everything you need. Yeah. If but if I but. live on a houseboat, I'm going to have to start solving crimes because that's what you do when you live on a houseboat. I guess you do. You know, I, I, and in Sophia fact, Loren will be my housekeeper because the I was gonna MacGyver be, lived on a, ho- I a houseboat. I was going to do that. MacGyver? I, yeah, MacGyver had a houseboat. Uh, we know people who have done that. Really? Well, sure. I don't know, man. Well, uh, and it would be it would be probably for very little moolah. Because I would well, be watching the, it. Okay. I was now, gonna say, are you on a are you at a holiday or are you want up four hundred? No, it's all, it's in Lake Lanier. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it, well, it's, it's up 75, right? 85. 80. Oh, God, 85. It's in Hall County. Right. It's in yeah, Hall okay. County. I've been, it's been Hall so County. long. Um, but it's not much farther than coming, if you look at it. It's just which road you want to go down. It's, all right, now, because uh, it's the thing about a houseboat, you have, you, when you want to go to the store, is it a hassle, you know, getting to oh, where no, you need to go to? Flowery Branch is right there. I mean, you're right and right, right there. Now, what about I mean, neighbors, people to communicate neighbor, with? Neighbors, they supposedly, they're very nice people and everything. Is it on a dock? Is it just docked? I'll go look. Yeah, it's docked. But it can move around, but it's docked. I now, mean, are they going to let you take it out if you want to? I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you. <laughs> it's I probably it's one thing if you have like a good a, idea. Yeah. But no. uh, they have a little, you know, they have a little runabout that I, you know, they have boats. Yeah. That you can have a Upkeep and insurance and dock fees and dinghy? stuff like that. Somebody's got to take I, insurance. I don't, I don't know. I haven't looked at that and all that. But well, if someone owns it and they and they floated the yeah, idea. You know, they do move. They flood. They run. Nah, I don't know. Problem. Well, it's not much on Lanier. No, no. But Come again, on. you're on the. You're hearing water flop, flop, flop against the hull, and which is good. But if you get, you know, after <laughs> eight <laughs> months, <laughs> you, you know, you know <laughs> I mean, whatever. I think it's I cool. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great. Waves. I guess a great. I'll look at it and we'll see. It's a little farther probably than I want. To be. Yeah, that's not pretty far. But I only come down here two days a week. Plus, there's only that. one way to get there and back too. And if the traffic backs up, like on weekends, people go into the lake. Well, when the lake freezes, I can walk across it. So. Well, no, but think about this: in the summertime or in spring and stuff, and fishermen going up there and stuff. I re- we used to have we had a boat at, at Alatoona and, a, and then a boat at Lanier. And man, on the weekends, and the, plus they have speed traps and uh, breath breathalyzer well, tests. Well, the thing I it don't takes drink an anymore. Hour to get, well, but it takes if you want to go somewhere on a Saturday afternoon, you might have a very long line of cars trying to get the hell out of the, okay. of the marina. I'm on a houseboat on a lake. Why would I be going anywhere? I think you've solved your, cro- your problem then, <laughs> sir, Mr. Argumento. Uh, I think you should get the houseboat, and I think this is finally the end of it. All right, screw I, the I, ideas. I, I doubt. <laughs> You're just trying to be Mr. Naysay now, over there. What about parking? You'll have to have your, your precious right car there. out in the, yeah, in the middle of no. You'd have a garage. No, no it's, a, it's locked parking lot. There's a, an attendant that only lets people in if they know you. But is it covered? No, probably yeah, not. Well, no. all right. Well, that's it. It could be a thing. Or get a car yeah. cover. Yeah, that's Although true. it's, yeah, anyway. Um, well, that's pretty exciting. I, I think that sounds great. I, Me, I, and, uh, uh, back, if this was 20 years ago, oh, God. What? You know. No, no question, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be in there, well, there and drinking on the top of that. I say, I say go I, I think that's great. This. Yeah, I can drive this. I think that's cool. Outstanding. No, I'm, ha- I'm freaking happy for you. Um, now, um, you mentioned something about, in a little run that we're doing here, about a blast from the past. 
Oh, yeah, now, yeah. Before we do that, you want to do one of your little sponsor actions here? Oh, gosh. Oh, I tell you, what, I'll do mine. You I'll, do yours. I'll do um, I'll swap I'll my whip. If you do mine. Uh, and then we're going to, we have a blast from the past, and it might lead to some stories. Also, I've got a couple of stories involving, if you didn't see the Facebook page, podcast Facebook page, or my personal one, go there and look at the picture of two hot babes and a very young man, <coughs> almost unrecognizable, um, and uh, yeah. another uh, uh, young fellow with my horse, Jack the Good Boy. And, uh, and well, I'm going to oh, refer to that. Cindy says it's Jim Clyburn. Clyburn, yeah, I thought Calhoun, yeah, Clyburn. What a scumbag! Have you? This is he's a vicious, mean. He's as bad as John Lewis used to be when John Lewis complained that white Republicans wanted to take food away from grandparents so they would starve to death. And, and he lied about getting spit on and all that. Other Please. BS. And I, I respected John. The last oh, I five respect years John of his Lewis life. as a civil rights leader and, and he, the, yeah. He, yeah. he changed those last but five years. But as a congressman in his district representing Georgia, and him kiss my butt. But he, but as a as a no, as a civil rights leader, he paid the price. He he did. He was there. I always supported that part of it. Anyway, <laughs> this, uh, you ever seen the the the, the 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 SNL skit where they, they the Californians? It's like a soap opera, and they're all talking like this, man. Well, you take the, four, so. the 40 over to 5, and you go 5 up, and you can get off on this. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, the California? That California. is hilarious. It is hilarious. Take the cut off. Take the Slauson cut off. <laughs> Everything they say is how they get somewhere in L.A. Slauson. <laughs> this just happened. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mark says, think about storm conditions. Do you have your sea legs? Cindy goes, you know, Gainesville over to Oak- Oakwood, and, and you get to Alpharetta in 35 to 45 minutes, and Brother Steve says, well, you take 53. Over the 400. <laughs> Get to the sloth and so cut off. that far to try. <laughs> Stuart, it's a dude. What are you doing here? <laughs> How are you doing? That's one of the funniest skits where they break you character. Look it up. Or I'll send it to you. I got it right here. I'll, I'll send it to you. Californians. I got it right. Every Californian I ever knew out there it is hysterical. Take the, take the 110 over to the sloth and cut off. What are you doing here? Well, I stayed late to beat the traffic. Get over to Riverside. And <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh, speaking ahead. of driving <laughs> let's say you're driving along you're driving along that's not what i meant you okay you're driving along and then you see you see a car oh man i've always wanted that you know an old mercury cougar or something you know 89 or whatever uh and you think oh, man how cool well guess what there's a place called swapmywhip.com whip being a colloquial phrase for a car or a ride swapmywhip.com has like-minded car owners who are looking to see what somebody else might have for a ride, but like to trade it or make a deal with you for yours or someone you may know, and you all kind of do your own thing, make your own deals, no middleman, no salespeople, no dealerships or anything like that. And again, see what's out there. Swapmywhip.com. You might get a better deal on something you've always wanted uh, entirely. And it's not just cars, obviously, SUVs and, and pickup trucks, boats, jet skis, uh, off-road vehicles, ATVs, things like that. Swapmywhip.com. And if you use the coupon code Kimmer, K-I-M-M-E-R, you get 180 days of free premium listings on swapmywhip.com. And again, you might just find something you say, why didn't I think of this before? Check it out, swapmywhip.com. Uh, the coupon code is Kimmer. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Now, a flashback of some kind? What do we got here? We're going to play you a little bit of the Californians here. Oh, okay, cool. Californians. Devin? What are you doing here? Stuart. Why are you him so early? I skipped Wilshire and took Beverly over to Santa Monica and took that all the way up. How was work? I think you should go home now, Devin. What's like going on, Stuart? I should go home. Stuart, at this time of day, it's going to be jobs. Are you present? It's almost Long Beach, man. <laughs> These are just compilations. Anyway, that's yeah. pretty. That's pretty funny. <laughs> By the way, uh, Pete found. Uh, we're going to do a blast from the pastor in a second. And Pete also found a uh, a video. Where did that come from? Of the old man and the old woman. He found it. Uh, the flounder found it, and I don't know what. It must have been some like Australian uh, TV show because it, it, it's a it's a takeoff on how a man and his wife get together to try to satisfy each other for a happy, loving relationship. But it's totally. Filthy. If I don't do that today, she does that. I mean, it's, and the, the older lady is saying, what I really need, you know, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely filthy. And one of the funniest things I've oh. ever seen or when you've been in banging, my life. When you've been banging the same blank for 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I really need is, a, you know, I go, oh my God. I mean, it's just hysterical. We were trying to find some way to play it. Because, I mean, you know, half of you would say, that's it, I'm out. I'm never listening to this place again. And the other half would say, how do I get that? I mean, so we don't, we, we can't do it, but I wish there was some, you know, genteel way of, of get, getting you a link. Or is there, can we tell can them they where the link, for it? link Yeah, is. maybe I can uh, maybe oh. post the link on our, I, I can have. And uh, again, it's funny as hell, but it's filthy dirty. It's, yeah. it's all sex time. And it's so all maybe what I'll do is I'll, I'll put it on our, I'll, the, I'll have Mike put it on the website, okay. a link to the but, website. But again, if you're, if you want to have a good laugh, and they're all, if they were 20, it's 20, but they're like 60 years old. So oh, like no, 70 or 80. They're Kimmer's age. I don't have any age uh, talents anymore. All right, uh, here's a blast for the past. Okay, here we go. So I'm going through the uh, twi- tweets last night. And we posted, uh, the other day I posted one of Lucas sitting in your spot right, before right. you got here. Yep, great picture. With the look on his face, that was just perfect. Oh, it's perfect. In fact, uh, Flounder may be putting that on our YouTube Yeah, I'll put the, I'll, I need to, I'll send that to Mike right now. Excellent. So a uh, former uh, co-worker of ours read the comments and everything and looked at the picture and wrote, Hey, Kemmer, tough audience, Ian Punnett. Oh, my God. And he's, he calls himself a... Is he listening to this podcast? No, no. He goes, Ian Punnett, Jesuit voodoo something, is what he calls himself on Twitter. 
He's a Jesuit voodoo because he was a priest. He, he was a, a priest. yeah, a Lu- well, a Lutheran and not really a priest. But I thought it was Episcopalian. Same thing. Yeah, same. What's thing. the difference? Uh, well, he, uh, so what did he say? He goes, "Hey, Kimmer, tough audience." Jeez. They talk about the cat, too. Ian yeah. Punnett, who I called Pumpkin or Punkin, yeah. uh, Ian Punnett came nice out guy. of nowhere one day back when we were doing, was it Planet Radio when he started or before that? I guess it was before God. that. Was he Planet um, Radio? And uh, he, was, he was married and he was studying to be a minister, not a, pre, a, a Catholic priest, but I thought it was Episcopalian, if I'm not mistaken. And he was, he was studying it and I think he had almost finished and he had to do a thesis. I, I, it was kind of near the end of it, as I recall. Um, and he was a talk show host. He started doing our midday show. And I remember they, and I guess this is when we started going to Planet Radio, which they, you know, everybody Destroyed went nuts. Us. Oh, God, it was horrible. And as part of that, the new format became all of a sudden, uh, Punnett walks in one day, and, they, and the general manager had hired a girl co-host. You remember? I can't remember her name, but you remember that she was a little oh, hottie? Yeah. Remember that? And he hired she a girl. Was hot. Uh, huh? Well, remember. she was a girl, so at, at the time. Uh, but uh, he, there was a, a local radio girl. I can't. I can't remember her name. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. But she was on the air. We, people knew her. She had been on one of the rock oh, stations or something. Oh yeah. Remember her? Not, and, not Mara. It wasn't Mara. No, Davis, no, no, no. But it was someone like that. Mara David. It wasn't her, but it was one of those girls from the uh, '80s or not, '90s who was on the air. And they hired her. And I remember walking one day, walking down uh, past one of the uh, 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 production studios. And Punnett and the general manager were in the production studio, studio with the door closed, screaming at each other because Punnett was saying stuff like, I'm the host of the show and she gets the first thing and I'm the one. Who's, and he was furious. And it was like it was a so and so and Punnett show. And, and she was leading, wow. doing stuff. And he said, no, 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 I work alone. That's not what you hired me for. This is not what I signed up for. I mean, that was not what he signed up Good for. Ram. Yeah. And he was I mean, it was it was brutal. And I think they I don't I think they got rid of I don't even remember whatever happened. I don't remember it. But anyway, he and he got a job in Minneapolis. Yeah. Last I heard. In fact, I got a job offer in Minneapolis uh, as well. And I didn't want to live in Minneapolis. Who does? I mean, it was a great job offer, too, as a TV anchorman. And, of course, with the name Peterson, you yeah, know, that's... Yeah, been a god. Oh, yeah, I, a god. I know. I could own that place. <laughs> I still had hair. I was, you know... The Lutefist King. By the way, Mark... Kimmer's show is like the current administration. <laughs> Don't, Don't know what start time. <laughs> what is he going to say? Answers no questions. And if he goes off script, what is he'll be talking about? We have no idea. Yeah, try and find me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two other things. Uh, three other things about, about Punnett, if three you want. Things. Oh, my God. And for those who remember, if you don't remember, this is really boring, and I'll try to make it quick. Um, oh, okay. Uh, oh, this was during the Olympics. And for some, I thought, God, was that right? It must have been because we no, were all. No, he he lived in. He wasn't here yet in the Olympics because he told a story. Because we we're all talking about, we thought everything was bad publicity for Atlanta. He goes, No, no, no. We were up and watching NBC up in Chicago, and they painted a glorious picture. That's okay. why everybody wants to move here. Okay. Well, but for some reason, we were downtown. The whole uh, the radio station on air people and our families were downtown at a pizza place. Not me. I can't I remember what it was. Well, and, and, 
I mean, there were a bunch of us and, and our wives, and uh, and so we, the the girl came over and took our orders. And for us, I ordered a, a, a giant all meat triple meat pizza, all the all the meat, all meaty meaty meat meat pizza. Okay, <laughs> with the barman and my final wife and I, uh, and everybody ordered the thing and he ordered the thing and ordered the thing. Okay, so uh, uh, we're sitting there and the food comes. And so does Punnett walking in with his wife and kids. I think he had two kids at the time. So he sits down and, he's, and he says, oh, uh, we're going to get a, a spinach mushroom something, but it was, the girl wasn't around. So he just, he said, well, why don't we just have some of yours while we're waiting for the other thing? So he just took, you know, just, just so he had like, <laughs> I had one piece of my freaking pizza that I ordered for the whole, that was unbelievable. He just helped himself to it. Like, you know, I couldn't believe it. And then, to, and then to, speaking of food, I don't know what this is about food. <laughs> We had we had my uh, my final wife back when we moved into our <laughs> our glorious uh, Brookhaven mansion <laughs> uh, with a pool. Anyway, uh, God, you know I just like to anyway. No, I know, I know. All right, so we had, we had a party and we had him over there. Okay, so anyway, so we had a, we had one of those an island, you know, a kitchen island thing, and open to the family room. And everybody's around and walking around having stuff. So he parks his two kids, on and they were like nine and seven or eight and four i don't know whatever two kids young kids and he parks them on the two seats on the island in the kitchen and puts the giant thing of havarti cheese which we had had out to go with crackers and stuff in front of the kids with a bowl of crackers and the two of them sat there and ate the whole freaking thing <laughs> probably backed up for a month and i wanted to say you know that's for the party you know but i didn't i didn't, you oh. know it's just unbelievable and then the last thing i swear to god and wayne no offense saw this and i think he took a picture or started laughing or something wayne no offense was there and at some point we, we were standing together and somebody said something about, uh, boy, that looked, or I, maybe I said, boy, that, or is that, is that okay? Or is that taste right or something? Because my final wife had done, put out the hors d'oeuvres or whatever. And so he said, he said, oh, well, here, try it. And he took a piece and tried to put it in my mouth. Guys don't hand no, other food to other guys' mouths. Nobody hands me a piece of food. I mean, come nobody. on. And I'm going, ah, 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 ah. I mean, how do you even handle that? You know? Anyway. Maybe, maybe if I'm dating someone at the time, I might let oh, her Oh, a girl, hand me she something. can put anything she wants in my mouth. I'm, that's fine well, with me. Another... Well, all right. Uh, Kimmer, just <laughs> admit it to anything own. can go in his mouth, anything brought to my Atlanta own. custom closets, <laughs> and you can put anything you want in the uh, closet if they make it. Closetpro.net, 404-255-0589. That's Atlanta custom closets. Gentlemen, the ladies love the closets. This is the greatest they gift do. you could ever give. It's absolutely true. Forget diamonds and roses. If it's you closets. keep her happy, and, 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 and thanks for shooting. And again, it's the closet you have, but they'll fix it for you so that it's a closet she didn't think she had i mean they really do a good job they really it does work chicks love this stuff i'm sorry it's very chauvinistic and it's true they love it. leave her a little note in her in her in her shoe rack or something saying guess what you're getting tomorrow here or something you know she'll love you for it you she like might even Wo do that special thing you sound like woody allen they're <laughs> focus, whatever you're going to talk about. All right. Now, speaking of old thing, we were talking about something around the old thing. Um, well, we were talking about the ad of the old woman and, the old, and her husband. Uh, 
how how things used to be. And again, I'm a baby boomer. I was born after World War II, so I grew up in the 50s where mommy stayed home and worked, and she might have had, might have had an old used second car. Daddy drove to, went to work and spied the thing. We had a little league baseball and stuff like that. It was the Norman Rockwell existence. That was my, and the TV shows, you know, I Love Lucy, uh, Leave it the Beaver, Donna Reed, all this stuff. Um, and here at Flounder, if you would, sir, find a commercial from this had to be like 1955 or something, maybe. Um, it's a commercial for coffee. And it's as fun to look at it as it is to hear it. Yeah. But here's it's a TV commercial. And here, think, think to yourself, if you could have watched this today and how, what your reaction might have been, if you will, sir. Yeah, at one point, it looks like the, girl, the wife is going to cry. Yeah, instead, not only does she not cry. Anything <laughs> special for your birthday? Just a decent cup of coffee. You're kidding. I'm serious. Honey, your coffee's undrinkable. Pretty harsh. Well, so's your coffee. <laughs> you know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. <laughs> Well, a little coffee house, I know. And he didn't even kiss me goodbye. <laughs> you know, if I could just make a decent cup of coffee, I could relax. So relax. Why don't you try instant folders? Tastes good as fresh perks. Good as fresh perks? The music box is beautiful. I'll surprise Harvey for his birthday tonight. It's good old fashioned meat and time. Hey, great coffee. It's instant folders. Doesn't that taste good as fresh perks? Better. Better than those girls make at the office. My friend, Honey, their coffee can't hold a candle Let's to yours. But what they do Instant do better. Instant yeah. <laughs> well, Man, today's the girl. Can you imagine? Oh. He yells at her, uh, insults the hell out of She's her. Crying. Make better coffee on a hot plate. She's not crying. She's saying, gee, how can I make better coffee? And her neighbor's saying, you know, you really should try the full, you know, then your husband will like you again. I'm going, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> but I grew up with stuff like that. One of the, one of the top rock and roll songs I used to love. Love was a, was a tell Laura I love her. Yeah. Or, no, I mean, I, there was another one where the girl they were in a railroad track and the car stalled and he ran away and then she ran back to the car and got killed in a train wreck and she was getting his high school ring, you know, because yeah. she loved him so much. I mean, <laughs> there's Jesus. another commercial from the same time for Maxwell House or Sanka and it's Paul Lind pretending he's married. <laughs> Paul Lind. And, yeah, he's talking. My Alice, your coffee is horrible. Oh, it's unbelievable. And it's hysterical. The whole the whole conversation God. between the two of them. I remember the commercial, I forgot what it was, but the, the guy's final line was, my wife, I think I'll keep her. I think I'll keep her. <laughs> I don't remember the product, but I remember that line from 50 uh, uh, years okay, ago. Somebody's got to know that one. My wife, I my think wife, I'll keep her. My wife, I think I'll keep her. And I remember Saturday Night Live did a did a, a, a takeoff on that with Bill Murray was the husband and Jane Curtin was the wife and she was drugged yeah. out entirely. Dan Aykroyd. Was it accurate? And it, she was it, doing the leaves or something. And she was raking with a leap with a rake upside down and not doing anything. He said, "Ah, oh, my wife." Now I, it was like a Stepford wife thing or something. <laughs> There's the one where they were arguing about something, whatever it was. It was a dessert topping. It's a dessert topping, you cow. <laughs> <laughs> I use it in my hair. <laughs> a little dabble, do you? Oh God, yeah. I think I'll keep her anyway. I I thought that was pretty funny and a blast from the past. That's for sure. Um, let's see. Oh, um, 
We do have newsy stuff. Can we? Am I doing? We're doing all right. I'm not boring people with my family. Okay. Uh, A couple quick things. Remember, and again, I'm still going nuts. Last week, or whenever. What about your nuts? I talked about how much I enjoyed the movie Knives Out, and the problem was at the very end. I don't know what the very ending was because it cut out on my DVR before the like the last probably (laughs) two one minute maybe it could have been forty seconds. I don't know. And again, I left it off where it's all the end. They're taking away the brother, tried to kill the thing, and he did the thing. Admitted the thing. Taking away a police car. uh, Don Johnson is in the, in the driveway and he turns around to look at the door and at the front door is uh, Jessica Sarah, what's her name, the uh, mommy uh, and she's reading a note about how he cheated on her and then it cut off so after that point, the question is, I don't know whether the little girl star gave, ended up giving money to the family, did they, did she go slap her husband for cheating on her, did she I mean, I don't know what happened, maybe nothing, but I don't know what happened, okay, so what a very nice thing to do, Brandon sent me a website of the last three minutes of Knives Out. And I played it, and it cut out even earlier than my did on the DVR. (laughs) I swear to God, it never made it even anywhere near the ending that I got. And I thought, oh, you've, it's a, I mean, it's a conspiracy. How do you explain that? I mean, it was a website for the last three minutes. Um, So I I still don't know how the damn movie ended. Cindy and David say it was the Geritol commercial. Geritol. Geritol for when you're feeling down or when you're feeling run down. Is it Geritol was for better blood or something? It was it? But it, got, it went they sponsored same. all those daytime TV shows. Well, remember all of them. Haley's M.O. Oh, sure. What the hell was that? I remember acetosilic acid. But but the, okay, there's Haley's <laughs> M.O. and then there was Phillips Milk of Milk Magnesia. of Magnesia. We used to, have to take that crap. I know. Yeah, my mother made us drink what that did it shit. Just settle your stomach. Oh. If you had diarrhea and stuff, that's the first thing you'd take. Oh. If it can't be kids' stomach problems and stuff. Oh, yeah, get milk of man. <laughs> my, my mom would give us a Coca-Cola and say, go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was probably smart of the fizz to get rid yeah, of the stomach upset. Anyway, uh, so, Brandon, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. But, again, I still don't know how the damn thing ended. A uh, couple of quick other TV things. I saw the promo for the new Night Court. I saw it. And I saw the promo and I said, well, it's got John Larroquette in it, so maybe it's got a chance of doing something or other. And I t- the, uh, the first and second episodes were on, so I DVR'd both of them. And so I, started, I played back the first one. And after about 30 seconds, I said, oh, my God, how it was unwatchable. And I, I tried to watch it, and I watched several minutes, and he went back to court, and there was, all, you know, the phony laugh track, and, and the little girl judge who was Harry's daughter, the famous, uh, you know, magician judge who was in the original night court stuff, and, and the new, I just, it was horrible. She's good, and John Larroquette is good, and almost everybody else in that cast is the it, wrong the person. The script is bad. The, the, oh, the writing is, is the worst. The writing the is writing the worst. The writing is horrible. And, it, and it, I mean, it's like, it's not even obvious. It's just it's just bad. And the actors are either overacting or... Yeah. I, I, the, I, the, the black woman. Well, they, they, Roz used to be the other. She was yeah, the black the woman. Black chick, yeah, and so they tried to get a, a younger version <laughs> of her, and she was totally overacting. Yeah, I know. It's it's totally totally I, I couldn't believe it. What did they do for both? There yeah. was no well, bull. No, there was no, no bull. bull. He was the bald guy. Yeah. Who was, uh, yeah. Remember he had B on his door? Yeah. I mean, I, I was very disappointed. I, I was hoping almost yeah. it would be. And again, I don't, I don't, I can't think of one ABC, NBC, or CBS television show that I watch. Well, it was the highest rated uh, show on Ghosts. comedy than for five years on NBC. Oh, you never miss it. And the sad thing is if, if they think that's good, that's not good no. TV. Night Court was part of that. NBC owned uh, a couple it's nights a week with the show, stuff like that. Um, but again, I, I mean, I just, it was, I was, 
I'm thinking uh, Ghosts is the only network right. TV show I think that I've ever yeah. uh, lately for for years have even cared about. I know. Ever since like Hill Street Blues and those things went off the air. And that's been 30, 30 years. years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Anyway, uh, anyway, just an update on uh, Night Court. I was very, very uh, disappointed about that. Also, um, I, won't, I was going to mention a story concerning this next thing. Uh, there's uh, on Vice TV, which is one of the things I, when I, well, every couple of days, I, when I, if I take a minute, I take my guide and I put it on a channel, like on uh, Showtime, uh, one of my Showtime channels, and I'll hit, the, I'll press it twice, and it shows all the shows listed every hour for days and days in a row. And so I'll do that every few days to see what's coming up. Maybe two o'clock in the morning, I want to record later to see what's coming up that I may miss. Okay. So among those things, I was going through and I saw and I saw something called "Sex Before the Internet," and it was either a one or it was either a two or three part series. And it was interviewing people in uh, the porn industry, in the media industry, in the uh, VCR backroom stuff industry, the, the whole you know the whole business with it. And I and I uh, there was one coming up at two o'clock in the morning, so I DVR'd it, and it was an hour long special called "Sex Before the Internet" concerning Tracy Lords. And I uh, and I had I she would, I never. I don't even either remember. I don't even know anything about other than what I've read about her. But I know I don't remember ever even watching her. Now she was she was the chick in 1984. When when we would go, Buford Highway Twin would have porno films back in the the 80s, -80s. late 70s, early 80s, and we would go, and she was starring in there in the underage films before they knew it. This was an amazing. I you know, and again, I I was never. I'm not. I wasn't into that stuff at the time. I was married. (laughs) I wasn't watching porn. Well, no, I mean. at me in the 80s, I wasn't watching porn. I was married and all this kind of Anyway, uh, so I, I mean, I knew who she was, but but the story was, uh, she, okay, her mother had a boyfriend, and Tracy Lords apparently started having, was being molested, having sex with the mother's boyfriend when she was 12. Oh. When she was 15, the boyfriend said, you know what, um, you can start making some money out of this kind of thing. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you. And she wanted to be a star. And he said, I'm going to introduce you to some people. And he inter- introduced her. The boyfriend, who was molesting her from the time she was 12, when she was 15, took her to a photographer, took a bunch of uh, naked and cheesecake pictures of her, put it in a magazine. And one day when she was going back to uh, high school as a sophomore, somebody came in with pictures from this you know, skank magazine or whatever it was, of her, and her name was like Esmeralda Zamuska or some wow. ridiculous thing. And the boys in the class put the photographs down of her before everybody. She bolted out of school and never went back. Huh. That was when she was 15. When she was 16, she was starring in the movies. She, her boyfriend got her a fake ID. She got a passport, used the name Tracy Lords, and off she went. Two years later, 1986, somebody outed her, and and, and the, the people, and, and again, this is really, I, I hate to be talking about porn, but I, it was really interesting because they interviewed modern day, currently recently, Ginger Lynn, you remember that name? And um, Christy Canyon. Okay, she was my favorite. <laughs> well, All natural. She, she I remember weighs about 200 now and she uh, looks like your grandmother, but, but she was, sh- I mean, oh. and one of the guys, I can't remember his name, but he looked, he looked like Willie Loman, the guy from uh, Mission Impossible TV series. He looked just like that, whatever that one of the big beefy uh, porn guys was. And they and they had a, and they had some producers and photographers of modern day people who were, looked like your grandparents. I mean, it's just, 
hysterical. And you see Ginger Lynn at the age of 70 or something. I never cared. No, either did I. But, no, but, 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 and they showed all the old clips and stuff and everything else. And they were talking about, and the porn stars, when, when it happened, uh, uh, at the end, as it turns out at the end, the porn stars believed that Tracy Lords herself outed her to the FBI because what happened was all of a sudden the FBI started knocking on doors of the porn industry and saying we hear that uh, that uh, you've been doing having sex acts with a 15 year 16 year old girl and he said oh my god anybody who had sex with her on camera including the other women had sex with a minor yeah and everybody who had anything to do with making money off it had, you know, it was, you know, ah, oh my God. So, there's so a- the porn industry was furious at her because she ruined everything. They had to destroy all, all those companies oh, yeah. had all those tapes had to burn them. Yeah. And, 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 and the reason they say she outed herself to the FBI was because then she made one movie that had, that was legally done because she was 18 then. When she turned 18, she made a movie that was now the only Tracy Lord's movie available, and she made a million oh, bucks yeah. off. So if you go into YouTube, there's a girl named Holly Randall, and she does podcasts for adult actors yeah. and actresses. I think I've heard that. And yeah. her parents are the ones who signed Tracy Lords. Really? I, I, again, it was her name is Susie uh, Randall and she was a famous French adult film director. Well, I wonder if she was on, she might have been on this show on, on Sex Before the Internet. Anyway, it went on to detail the whole thing and uh, and how she the people went to jail. And she turned her life around and became an actress. Yeah. She well, was in she did. She was in uh, normal stuff. Uh, she was in like one of the Breaking Bad or Fargo episodes or something, a couple yeah, of mainstream she, she things wasn't like bad. that. No, I mean, she, yeah, but, I mean, she's not ever going to be a movie star, but, uh, and now she's doing, she has her own production company and she's doing something, but she's I don't, beautiful, but, but again, um, uh, but I, I was really fascinated about and, and to see, you know, Ginger Lynn at the age of 70. And she, for example, forgive me, but she's talking away. She says, yeah, back in the day, man, we, we you know, we were, we were doing two, three uh, things. Like she says, in fact, when Tracy uh, first, uh, they were coming to tell us about Tracy Lords, I said, oh, my God, that's a year for two years in a row. I got I got the best BJ for the award ceremonies. <laughs> what kind of trophy do you get for that? <laughs> best BJ, Ginger Lynn. Oh, yay. <laughs> I mean, they had it. They have the best. They have they have the best gangbang scenes. It's unbelievable. Well, the funny thing, oh, it's yeah, in Ve- they have it in Vegas every year. It's the Adult Video Network yeah, Awards, absolutely. and it's huge. Well, have you seen it recently? Watch his face. Ron Jeremy is on trial oh, yeah. for something. Oh, oh have you he's seen? He looks like insane. a monster. Oh, you know what my. he did? He's God. ruled mentally incompetent. His he would go. He would go to clubs and. You know what he looks? He looks like the penguin in the Batman movie with the hairs everywhere. They've ruled he can't testify again he's he's incompetent he's insane well the syphilis probably well that goes to your brain that's what got capone i don't know if he has it it's just anyway anyway so that's my little story about my little friend uh Uh, uh, what's her name? Big Bang. Okay. Now, well, that was a fun little tunnel hall we just went sorry, down. Sorry, that came out of nowhere. Um, I want to talk about fly, uh, high-tech stuff. Again, I, I won't try to bore everybody, but again, I, I have a thing with this high-tech business. Um, Did I, you not fix his Netflix box while you were there? I forgot He needs ask, a new TV. It, it won't go oh, in. I don't, have a, I don't have a smart TV. It won't. It, so it, it not won't even the Comcast connect. thing will go to it, huh? Not I think not. it will. It's just I didn't. I, we we I didn't look at his Wait, TV. It, well, he, he was where he, he had you know well, he was busy going out of porn. his way. Well, he I didn't want to hold. I mean, he was going out of his way to be there twice in one day. Anyway, well, so I wanted to work. I mean, it's well, going to make life a lot easier for you in I the know, mornings I, on Friday. I don't. I, I, right now my head's exploding and I just I can't do anything. Um, so all right. So uh, uh, every Friday morning, as you know, uh, not nah, every Friday morning, um, uh, 106.3 uh, has me on as a guest commentator at 7:25 in the morning on. 
Friday mornings, okay? And, we, and they ask me, well, we talk and we goof around for 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, the, uh, the, okay, they have a, instead of me just calling in on the phone, yes, they have a system called Opal, which is a, a flounder, I don't even know what it is, but it's some kind of it's a... It's a software system to where it make, it, when you're calling in, it doesn't sound like you're on a phone, more or less. It, it makes like you sound, Yeah, you sound like you're in the room. It turns my microphone into a, in, I mean, it turns my cell phone into a microphone and goes directly into the board at the radio station from where I'm in, in Alpharetta. The problem is, with this system, uh, when I go onto the Opal system and I can hear Fl- Flounder's in the studio and uh, he calls me and he says, go on Opal. I, I log into Opal, the Opal app. I can hear everything fine. And then as soon as they hit the, num- the, the, the button to have me join the guys, the level goes down about 70% and I can't hear him. Okay. I can barely hear him. Is this going to be interesting for the listener at some point? <laughs> well, it will, it will in a second. Okay, okay. So, so we've had an issue, and I've told Flounder I can't, I, I can't communicate with him because I can't hear if they're reacting or not. I mean, it's just very, very difficult. And I, and I, you know, blah. okay, so he says, all right, we have this new system. Uh, we have, I'm, I'm going to fix you up. We're going to come up there, and, and I'll, I'll bring a laptop, and we'll hook it up to your Wi-Fi, and that way you'll never have to go with the business again. It'll be all direct. You can hear, and I, okay, gay. So he comes up yesterday morning and, uh, and brings all the, the laptop and the headphones and the microphone and he puts it up and, he, and I get my password for the Wi-Fi. I take the, I, I think I put this on video on Facebook. I take the password. We t- actually took it off the back of the, took it off of the, the back router. Of the router. And it was a piece of paper, a sticker. And a password is, and it was like uh, CL17YY ch- chicken or whatever. I said a couple of words, but it was printed above the line of the top of the sticker so, so you, you couldn't, couldn't really see that you the couldn't top. see that you couldn't see the top part of either the letter or the number and i for the password so uh, we're so trying all these combinations and it wouldn't wouldn't click so flounder says the only thing you can do is go to the infinity office and show it to them and say what the hell is my password so i said are they going to know he says oh yeah so i took my bill and then the flounder left and so i took my bill and i took the sticker itself and i went to the infinity office and i waited in a thing and i finally got to the desk and i told the lady what I wanted and I said I said you can't read the password because it's too, printed badly and she says oh they do that at the factory I said oh well why don't you then call the factory and ask them what the hell the printing number was because she said oh we don't keep track of that because they just put them on a router and they could go to anywhere so there's no record of it I said you mean to tell me that I can never get into my thing on my thing and, and I start freaking out about you know by me and technology uh, so anyway so she says well uh, you can get a new modem and I said yeah except I don't I can't just take it home and plug it in I'm gonna have to go through apps and all this other crap. She says, well, that's true. I said, I'm not doing that. So I, she says, well, we'll change everything. So this was, uh, <laughs> so she, I, and people are, by the way, now are watching me at the counter. Okay. The front thing. And, so she, so she, so she says, do you have the app? And I said, I don't know. So she takes my phone and she puts in the new app, uh, the new Infinity app. Okay, so then she she opened, I said, now you're going to have to do this. So she opened, does the whole thing, gets me on the app, good to bum it bum it bum and opens it up, and then gets the app, and then changes my password. Now, uh, one, one funny thing, by the way, she was wearing fingernails that had to be at least two inches long. They were the long, curved, colored one. had like nine different colors and patterns in them. I mean, they were beautiful, but they were yeah. talons. Yeah, talons. And she had, to, she had to go like this sideways with a, with a base of her finger. That's disgusting. To She's t- touching your phone. I know, I no. know. But, no. But she, and she had to, to swipe it from the side of her finger because no, the nails no, wouldn't work. No, no. <laughs> and I'm going, yeah, you know, it's like that anyway. No. So, so she did it. So she did it. Uh, uh, okay, so then we got the Wi-Fi connection. Now the problem is, 
the Wi-Fi connection to my ear rockets is no longer the same because they changed the password. So now I got this to deal with. Anyway, okay. So so if I, I tell Flounder. Uh, she said, yes, you got a new password. So I called Flounder and he says, all right, I'm coming back before he goes back to uh, again last night before he went home. Um, and uh, he, he put it in together and he set it up and it was, I did it still, it still didn't work. No, it was an issue on our end because one of the, it was a channel configuration. Yeah. So anyway, you could hear you could hear the radio, but you couldn't hear right. me talking back yeah. to you. So I think here we go again. I mean, this is just no, nonsense. When, right? For my when you medicine. when you started hearing the radio station, it was fixed. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, so we got it figured. Everything's fine with that. But I thought that was not, I, I, I flounder had to make two uh, different phone calls, and it affected my uh, business with the hearing thing. A quick uh, hearing side note, and I thought it was fairly me. The last time I went to the hearing aid people, I had one of them had to go back, and they brought it back in. And since they had the new hearing aid that came back, my ear rocket that came back, um, I'm prom I, I'm telling you, I've never heard anything like it. This, they, there was some kind of a sensitivity in the new ear rockets that when I touched anything hard even, <laughs> even <laughs> well let me say this again anything uh, metallic or, 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 or hard plastic or something yeah. like that in uh, my, my, my refrigerator my ice cube dispenser no longer works it's plugged up or something so yeah. I reach into the ice cube tray to get ice cubes okay if I re when I reached into the ice cube trays to take the ice the sound sounded like someone had a a steel board and a steel rod and was going like this in my ear. I mean, I, honestly, I was literally cringing mm. to try to be quiet taking ice cubes out of the tray. That Something was gone bad. So I finally, I, I left a message, and also they weren't splitting apart, and it wasn't working, so I left a message. This is like the ninth time I've been there. So I left a message on the phone, and I said, I said, hey, it's your old friend, Kim Peterson. I, I said, you know me by now. I've been here so often. I said, I tell you what, I'm not coming back. I want you to order me a new set of, ear, of these ear rockets, and tell me when they come in, and I'll come over there and trade you these, and you give me those, because last time you didn't even have one for me. And I'm, I'm fed up with this. I'm, I'm totally unsatisfied with the thing. So that's a ball game. Just tell me when you get the new pair and let me know. Thank you very much. Hung up. Okay. <laughs> later that day, the very nice, sweet doctor called back, left message. But, but later that day, I get a phone call. If you remember uh, when I originally started talking about these ear rockets months ago, the, the girl's name was Morgan, who I dealt with uh, the whole time. You know, like, no one remember. Okay. Well, anyway, it was. And she was real nice, real sweet. She called me back, and she doesn't even work in that area anymore. They were apparently so freaked out about my grumpy old man messages and oh my god let's have the original girl talk to him she's down in Brookhaven at the other office now but she knows this guy so she, so she called me and we had a good laugh about it and then the doctor called we had a good laugh about it but still you know I'm, I'm a grumpy old man thing and I, and I apologize I said I know I'm a grumpy old I said I'm trying to do better but they, they were so <laughs> so upset that I was upset that they actually had said oh my god you better take care of this and then I went oh oh okay so so now the doctor this well, doctor a point to this what so no, well, I, I, it's going to come up with a with a sobering message. Wrap it up. A wrapping sobering message. I swear to God. I'm, well, I, I all right. Then, then, then I'm not going to tell any more stories. Okay. So I go. So she, so the doctor says, tell you what, Doctor Carly, she's a very sweet lady, uh, young woman, and she says, uh, so I'll, I'll come in at three thirty. I'll take care of everything. I said, okay, great. So I, I guess so I go to the office at three thirty. It's closed. It's dark and locked. <laughs> And I said, you son of a... I said, I knew it, you I knew it. You know, so, I mean, literally, I'm banging on the door. There's you know, this clock. There's they're nobody in, in there. There's nobody. I, think, I know they're behind the counter going, he, he, you know, I swear to God. And then I see a little sign that said, uh, rehab patients go to the left. And I thought, well... 
okay, I don't know what that is. But so I went down the hall and took a left, and then there's I open up into this room, and it's a it's a huge workout rehab center. Mats all over the floor and harnesses. For ear hearing? No, well, no. They're apparently part of a. Uh, they they also have a rehab hearing place, but okay. they are connected to. Right, I don't know whether their clinic is connected to a rehab center. All right, all right. So anyway, so that's where the doctor was going to meet me. She has an. They have an office yeah. there when the thing is closed. Anyway, so so while I was waiting there, she said uh, she'll be here in a second. So I sat down and I realized I took a look around, and among other things, I saw a man about my age who was standing like this with a harness on no his neck. No one knows neck what you're doing. And, oh, okay. Well, was, actually, okay. He's was standing, uh, a, a standing scance. like this. Yeah, weird. With a harness yeah. and a, a leg thing and kind of leaning back, back and yeah. forth. All right, some right. Sort of leaning a, back and forth. Okay, get back in this microphone. That's all he could do. Okay, get back to the microphone. Okay. Uh, then uh, next to him was a, about a, a 25-year-old, very attractive young blonde woman who had a harness all over her, yeah, chest yeah. neck harness, and she was trying to learn how to lift her head up and oh, down. No, no. And I'm thinking, holy cow, what am I bitching about? I mean, everybody in that place could barely, couldn't walk. They couldn't right. stand. They couldn't stand by themselves. This woman couldn't move her head. By the way, you doing this, on, I'm just now watching it on screen, you doing that is one of the funniest things. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Was it> bad. <laughs> and, and Jason is asking the musical question, what could possibly be the destination of this journey? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> so the the moral of the story is quit bitching because it can always be worse. It can always, always get worse. Uh, we just got a very nice note from uh, Tracy in San Antonio. Yeah. I wish this poor space waitress could do more. Thank you. I'll get to download a bit and listen from San Antonio. Tracy, you sweet devil. Oh. Joseph. Uh, made a two cheeseburger payment to the Akimmer Show podcast. Uh, and Donnie um, gave us a one, two, three. Uh, returned the, oh, uh -huh. he, he tried to send him to the Kimmer Group. There is no Kimmer Group. It's Kimmer Media <laughs> if you go to bed. Susan, yes. Susan, who I don't <laughs> think has ever written before, said, I see the bell. But I would love, love to hear the bell. Anybody can take a reservation. The key is to hold the reservation. Kimmer, every time he touches something hard, gets a bad thing in his ears. Brought to you by FarmhousePrintingCo.com. That's right, FarmhousePrintingCo.com. I've come up with, just last night, I came up with three more T-shirts I'm going to order for birthdays and Christmas this year. All kinds of custom shirts and hats and signs, promotional items they do at FarmhousePrintingCo.com. No setup fees, no minimum orders, just laser engraving if you want the hard stuff put down there. That's some good stuff, Maynard. All Kimmer Show needs, all Holy Crap at Sports, all Shannon Burke stuff. You saw what they did for my Christmas stuff. Great for, stuff. Uh, for uh, Lucas's blanket and stuff. It's beautiful work. Yes. It's, and it's, uh, I mean, you can buy one. You don't have to order 50. It's just, but do it. Yeah. Order 50. Farmhouseprintingco.com. Now, make fun of me if you want, but there's an article out there, and I know you're going to anyway. Uh, did I bring... Oh, I didn't even bring. I haven't even used my glasses. Sometimes I use them Sometimes in purpose. All right, hold on a minute. Um, now, uh, just for the record, um, <laughs> phone owners are being urged to check their settings to prevent thieves from making changes. This is why I don't put stuff into my phone. You may not realize there is an easy yet powerful setting to keep your information better protected, even if your iPhone gets taken by the wrong person. We spend a lot of money on iPhones, paid a monthly, da 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 The main form of protection that you can create for your iPhone right now 
is to disable access to your phone's control center when your iPhone is locked. If you block access to your control center from others, then thieves will be unable to turn on airplane mode, which would potentially allow them to bypass your lock screen. Every iPhone owner should take out their phones right now and follow these easy steps. Anyway, I had no idea. I don't even know what this means, and I'm not going to do it because well, I'm, no, I'm sure I screwed Sometimes it up. Sometimes those things are the scams, so you don't, yeah, don't do everything you hear. Well, but anyway, that's why I don't do, th I just don't put, I'll, I'll call you and give you the number over the phone, and you can write it down, and then you can cheat me if you want to, but at least I'll know who did it, <laughs> but I don't put things in my phone. Okay, just for the record. Now, now, uh, and speaking of old farts, uh, Flounder, if you would, there's a guy, uh, our friend Barry sent us a... Did you just call uh, Flounder an old fart? Oh, no. Our, our, our old friend, uh, Barry, sent us uh, a little a bit of a comedian who is very short and very funny, uh, talking about his, uh, his senile next-door neighbor and uh, how much the neighbor doesn't really bother him at all, and, and for a very good reason, if you will, sir. <laughs> next-door neighbors is a 90-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's. And every single morning at 9 a.m., he knocks on my door and he asks me if I have seen his wife. Which means that every single morning at 9 a.m., I have to explain to a 90-year-old man suffering from Alzheimer's that his wife has been dead for quite some time. Now, I have thought about moving. I have thought about just not answering my door in the morning. But to be honest, it's worth it just to see the smile on his face. <laughs> One of my next... Wow. <laughs> Is that all? Wow. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Anyway, I thought that was fairly amusing. <laughs> Smile on his face. Uh, now, now uh, let's do it. Can we do a little newsy thing here? Are we, sure. Are we got some new stuff. Uh, they're asking for it, and they should get it. Have you heard the latest? Now, again, as we speak, it's the uh, 19th of whatever this is, January. Um, as we speak, just breaking news today. Those so-called forest defenders people yeah. are demanding violence against the police tomorrow night. Go, go, Cal. Good. Yeah. Good. I, th I, think I, I think we should go down there. I, I think I'd be very happy to. Uh, I'll be armed. Uh, the, well, we're, uh, we'll give the whole location. You're down at the forest in the cab, Atlanta part of the oh, cab county. Open season. Protesters are actually calling for violence against the police. Uh, and law enforcement after a, a, a police involved shooting yesterday a state trooper got shot and wounded and they had and they killed the guy who tried to kill him uh, so now the, the the group called Atlanta Force it's these hippie freak uh, Antifa Black Lives Matter anarchists they're calling them Treehouse Antifa they're really nothing but black shirts brown shirts yeah. SA they're, they're not not fascists they're the same people who took over Portland they're the yeah. same people who talked about the summer of love in Seattle all this other crap yeah. now they're here and the reason they're here is because a uh, former mayor, Atlanta, uh, uh, Keisha Bong Bottoms, allowed the scumbags yeah. to take over the the yeah. uh, 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 restaurant, and and she said, "Well, we don't we don't want to cause any trouble. Let's let them let them do their protests." And, we'll, and I mean, how did that work out? And in fact, Paul Howard's name is going to be mentioned here shortly too. Do we have rule of law? This do we have rule of law? No, we don't. Or we've let the leftists take over. The police were there. Just uh, they've been trying to clear out this area. It's filled with protesters. They're up in trees, and they've been they've they've thrown Molotov cocktails into police cars. I mean. 
mean, they've been, you know, and again, every once in a while, they'll arrest a few people. They arrested four or five the other day, cleared out a few people, and then they went yesterday and somebody shot at him, wounded the cop. They fired back and killed the scumbag. So now the people who are in, tr- in control of these uh, anarchists and killers, or would-be killers, uh, cop killers, uh, are calling for, quote, a night of rage Friday night, tomorrow night as we speak, to, quote, enact reciprocal violence to be done to the police and their allies. Consider this a call for reciprocal violence. You're invited to participate in a night of rage to honor the memory of our fallen comrade. Now this is a fallen comrade war-like That's thing. That's illegal what they're doing. Yeah, of course violence. it's illegal. Calling for violence against the police and telling you where and when? Uh, they claim to be part of the Defend the Atlanta Forest, many, one of the many groups protesting the area. It's, but, uh, the Atlanta police... I have control. It's in DeKalb County, but Atlanta uh, Atlanta owns it, and they're using it for want to use it for a training, a police training center. That, that's how this whole thing started. Uh, and they're saying that their group is a broad and diverse, decentralized movement to defend the forest. Um, uh, another tweet: People saying uh, the police will kill you if given the chance. Now's the time for bravery. Take care and be dangerous. Be dangerous together. Uh, Georgia State Trooper got shot in his bulletproof vest in the in the tum- uh, belly. Uh, he's going to be okay, but st- but here we go. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's calling for violence, calling uh, calling out for violence. And again, uh, uh, the trooper got shot. Uh, and they've thrown Molotov cocktails at police and, and, and contractors who try to work the site as well. Um, and they're claiming that the cops, uh, by the way, the cops initiated the whole thing. Just absolutely. Uh, I don't scumbag. care if they did initiate. They have no business being there. They should have cleared those oh, people out. Every single one of them is trespassing. So if nothing else, you have the right to move people who are what? trespassing. Why did we spend millions of dollars and they all they prayed these things out, these police vehicles they can all climb into that are like tanks? Yeah. Why do you spend all that money for that right. equipment and you never use yeah. it? Yeah. Now you have your troops Drive behind it you. In there. there you go. I mean, uh, again, as soon as that one shot was fired, they should have set oh fire to the place. God, they should have gone in there. I mean, I mean, sir, think about it. If they sit back tomorrow and they allow themselves to get shot at and the politicians sit on their ass and don't say or do anything, they should all, all quit. Uh, uh, yeah, blue flu. Strike. 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 I'm talking Georgia State Patrol. I'm talking Atlanta police. Let them have it. Police. Let the scumbags have it. Uh, uh, Keisha Bong Bottoms did. She, she let the criminals have the, we- the uh, was it Wendy's. Now, Wendy's no more. Uh, the, as soon as that shot was fired, they should have erased the whole area. Uh, police under fire? <laughs> I mean, uh, you get twenty-four hours. If you're homeless and you're in there and you're not part of this, you got twenty-four hours yeah. to get out because yeah. we're coming we'll give you in. A warning. There. Yeah, we, we're we're we, they, and they've done it before. And they, again, they're trying to be kind. They're not. They're not trying to be rough out. They're not Too trying kind. to be bullies. They're not. They're trying to say we know you're just in. You're not. Uh, most of you aren't doing anything. So we're trying to be kind. Days over. It's over. When you start over. throwing Molotov cocktails, that should. They end tried to burn ago. a man to death in his yeah. truck. It is, yeah. Huh? Contractors get get uh, uh, attacked. Who try to just do their job in a freaking pickup truck? Anyway, uh, and by how come this is not a, a national news story? I mean, it's it is. Fox it news. is Andy Ngo or how do you pronounce his NGO? Well, it was a Vietnamese yeah, way of doing no. that. It's pronounced no, 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 or something like that. Who, who does all these things? He's been following it. Go, well, so, finally, uh, but again, you know, uh, this calls for federal. St- I mean, why would they be allowing well, this? The, to we don't need the feds. They're useless. Yeah, no, come in with. Let them. the Georgia State Patrol. I know. Handle it. I know. I, I, and they believe me. I know they want to. You, I guarantee you, they want to go in there and just 
clean house. Um, now, let me ask you this. Uh, the story in Houston, you recall a couple of weeks ago, customers inside a taqueria, um, or what did uh, uh, Dr. Jill, the uh, concubine queen, call it? Uh, Takaria. <laughs> Takaria. <laughs> Remember, she, uh, Dr. Jill Biden, when she it was. Takaria? Uh, it's called Takaria, but she was calling a, a, a Takaria. Oh, or something know. or other. Anyway, the little diner place. And remember, the customers were there when a 30-year-old scumbag career criminal came in with a pistol, waved it all, all in their faces, demanded their stuff, got all their cash, got all their stuff. And then as he's, he's walking toward the front of the door, uh, one of the customers takes out his gun and shoots the bad guy in the back several times. The bad guy is on the floor. And so so the, uh, the good guy, the good Samaritan goes over uh, and with his last bullet shoots him in the head. All right, so he emptied the clip. I think it was nine shots. Emptied the clip into the guy, the last one right in his head. Okay. Turns out the scumbag, who was a career criminal, was using a fake gun. That doesn't matter. Too bad. Uh, Now, here are some so-called activists in Houston saying they're calling for this uh, so-called robbery suspect hero to be arrested. Customers in a thing, he gathered cash, dumped it up. Quote, he was within the law when he fired the first initial shot, said activist Quanell X. <coughs> uh, but we believe he went from, gee, I wonder what his uh, <laughs> characteristics are. Uh, but we believe he went from being a law-abiding citizen to a law-breaker. He was hailed as a hero, but you don't go and shoot someone over and over when they are no longer a threat, said Candace Matthews of the Black Panther Nation. Oh, yeah, these are the real peaceful people who never shoot anybody when they don't need to. Uh, He was actually in the clear for a justified kill by shooting him like he did the first time when he was no longer a threat. He fired a total of nine shots. He was leaving, supposedly leaving, uh, including on the floor. I hope the grand jury does something because if they don't, the message will be the scent of the wild, wild west. He should be charged with something. Uh, even after, even maybe be charged with abuse of a corpse if he was dead when he did it. Uh, he also, by the way, uh, people are saying uh, the shooter dumped a drink on the guy's body as he was leaving the restaurant and threw a cup at him. Abuse of a, of a corpse. If you had to kill him, I can deal with that. I can come to grips with that, said the family. He did something wrong, I understand that, said the mother, uh, Corrine. But for him to be shot four times in the back, leaving, and when he falls down, he shoots him four more times, he abused him. A grand jury is deciding whether the man will face charges uh the uh, dead guy is a career criminal sentenced to prison 15 years in prison killing a 62 year old guy and got out paroled uh, after five years assaulted his girlfriend got out on that uh you know if he had been uh, still in prison he wouldn't this wouldn't happen if he had still been serving his time this wouldn't happen and by the way for the record you don't know he was leaving no. Have you, have you haven't seen instances where people just, it happened at the gas station where a guy got carjacked and the robber, you know, a guy gave him his keys and the robbers turned around and one of them turned around and shot him as he left. Yep. You don't know what he was going to do. An armed man with a gun waving a gun in my face. I, and by the way, for the record, oh, this is what kills me. Um, uh, even President Showers with daughter has said over and over, and he's repeated it again for, with another whole cause, that uh, police should be taught to shoot people in the leg or in the arm or in the hand. <laughs> well, we proved that. You know, you know why he thinks that? Because he's, he, he grew up in the same era I did watching television with Roy Rogers, Lone Ranger, Hopalong James Cassidy, Arness. the Cisco Kid. I mean, all of every single one of them. No one ever got killed. No one ever got shot in the belly. They got shot in the hand went oh damn oh you got me all right and it was over 
So he thinks you can, you can't shoot. Okay, if you, everybody who owns a gun and carries one knows this. If you are in danger and your life is in danger and you have a target, you shoot for the best part of the ability to stop the target. You shoot the chest is the biggest area. You don't aim for his head. You don't aim for his hand to disarm him. You aim for the biggest area you have. And I'm telling you, if I had been in that restaurant and that guy was doing that, when I had the chance to shoot him in the back, you're damn right I would have shot him in the back. Because I wouldn't have taken it for granted that he would probably now be done with it. Because who knows? I mean, this is just stupid. They think you can shoot him in the hand. Oh, Cisco, oh, Poncho, you know. Hopalong Cassidy never did that. Roy Rogers never killed anybody. How to shoot someone advice brought to you by... Are you tired of arriving to surprises at your weekend cabin? <laughs> Have a mountain home you're having trouble maintaining? Well, call North Georgia in tendency. We can manage your North Central Georgia vacation, weekend, or rental house so you can relax at yours. Visit us at ngaintendency.com or call 770-595-6664. That's 770-595-6664 for NGA Intendency. Uh, you are, again, Intendency, but we went Spell that form again. N G A I N T E N D A N C Y. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you, thank you for being one of our oh, uh, much valued sponsors. Um, okay, now, uh, uh, for the record, this is a good sign. At least one of those scumbag intelligence officials who signed the fake Hunter Biden letter saying that there was nothing but Russian uh, disinformation in the thing of the Hunter laptop, one of those guys has now said, oh, well, we knew, we knew that was a lie. Uh, he has come clean now, at least one of them. Douglas Wise, a former Defense Intelligence Agency deputy director, former senior CIA operations officer, signed with the intel officials that document saying that, oh, this is all Russian disinformation with a Hunter Biden laptop. Don't believe it. Da, 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 da. Well, he's had an interview the other day where he admits that most of what they found in the emails was based in reality. All of us figured that, uh, that content had to be real to make any Russian disinformation information credible. Uh, they had no regrets signing on to the letter, saying it was no surprise that they were genuine. Uh, but he's among the signatories were uh, John Brennan, scumbag liar, James Clapper, scumbag liar, Michael Hayden. Michael Hayden's a guy who said that Donald Trump ought to be executed for having the documents in his uh, Mar-a-Lago. He literally, somebody, some, somebody suggested to Hayden on a, a talk show panel, say, well, you know, Donald Trump, he, he, he probably had nuclear secrets. So this kind of an offense, he should be executed. And Hayden said, that sounds about right. That sounds exactly, that sounds about right. Former CIA directors. Jesus, uh, Leon Panetta, Jeremy Bat, I mean, on and on and on, all these signatories who were, you knew it was a lie. Uh, anyway, now he's saying, he, he's admitting, well, yeah, we knew that was, like, that was probably crap. Mm. So why isn't he in prison? Uh, why? How come Alec Baldwin's free to roam around after killing somebody, and all the people who walked, who trespassed on the Capitol January 6th, some of them are still in, in jail and being punished for it? Anyway, um, uh, now oh, one other thing, Pete sent me this. Uh, I thought this was fairly amusing. Uh, of the uh, Babylon Bee and their take on the uh, statue. If I can only find it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, the uh, the, the uh, thing with the old couple talking about with it's really dirty and gross. And we can't play it for you. Uh, it's labeled as the floating spaceman on Instagram. Real relationship goals. Okay. I don't know if that helps. Uh, now, uh, so where's the thing before well, while that? While you're looking for that. Yes. You see what Lisa Marie Presley's cause of death has been deferred. 
Wait, I, I thought she had two two strokes or two uh, well, episodes. They say they can't really say why she had them or what exactly. God, was this a drug so thing? So they're deferring it. It's either that or they're trying to find an excuse not to say it was you know what. COVID. COVID. No, the jab. Well, yeah, I mean, yes. the, yeah, the vaccine. Yeah, that's what when we, when we say the result of death is the COVID. We don't mean the COVID. We mean the vaccine to try to prevent the COVID. Yeah, actually. isn't that funny? Now, you don't even have to say vaccine. You just say the COVID thing, and that means the vaccines you took that were lies and all this crap. Funny thing is, I think we talked about it a while ago, but all the Twitter drops and revelations and what Elon said in a podcast is every conspiracy theory came to be true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And again, uh, still 50% of the country either doesn't care or won't believe it and still won't react to There's it. There's a six-month time period between the time you hear the conspiracy theory and the time it becomes reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's about the cycle. Yeah, six, eight months, something like that. Jesus. <laughs> but that, none of these people. Oh, it's your, Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. Curtis announced that she's now a, she's part of the Pfizer family. She's a spokesman for Pfizer. Oh, no. Next day, and and all the boosting and shots, next day came out and said, I have COVID. So why did you take the fucking jab if you got it? Well, it evolved. Well, if it evolved then, that means it doesn't work. So quit taking it. If it's Because that was the thing. Neil, Neil, what's that astronomer guy? He's just Armstrong. A, it, uh, no, oh, no, no. Oh, Neil, Neil, Neil Gasson Young or Tyson, uh, Tyson Gas. Or Gass or what or an asshole, this guy. He was nutting up on an interviewer the other day. But it evolved. Everyone says it doesn't work. What did it evolve? What do you think? It evolved. Nah, okay, please. dipshit. If it's evolving and it's evolving quicker than the damn thing can change. Yeah, why are you taking it? Why are you taking it? it? Yeah, well, what good does it do? It's not any good at all yeah might as well chew on a peppermint stick <laughs> yeah i mean it'll taste better it's, it's better <laughs> that'd be actually, more fun it, for it 20 minutes your breath it stops migraines Jesus. peppermint's better for you um anyway um i thought this was fairly amusing uh, talking about there more people are tearing down statues and uh, erasing our history and the babylon Bee and our uh, correspondent mike hunt had a, a a pretty interesting article about a new statue that uh, is going to honor harriet tubman in the city of Auburn, New York, uh, disturbing modern art monuments of her prominent historical figures have a new tradition now. Uh, the city of Auburn, New York, has unveiled a bronze statue of abolitionist and underground railroad leader Harriet Tubman's left big toe. Brandon Quezada, the chairman of the event, said, We feel this is a fitting tribute for the great Harriet Tubman, knowing that Boston was unveiling the unspeakable creepy The Embrace statue for Dr. Martin Luther King that bears a striking resemblance to various human organs mashed together in an, an, in an un... <laughs> Did you say big toe? The big yeah. toe. The left Sergeant big... Holka. The big toe. <laughs> I am your big toe. Uh, citizens of Auburn are less enthusiastic. If you're wanting to honor Harriet Tubman's contributions to the abolition of slavery and the leading of slaves to safety via the Underground Railroad, why would you choose her big toes, said Auburn resident Brian Pullen, and and why the left big toe? Specifically, is this some kind of weird political statement? Other reports from around the country indicate this movement could continue with Boston looking to unveil a statue of Paul Revere's tonsils. Montgomery, Alabama making plans for a monument depicting Rosa Parks' spleen and Tuskegee University announcing the placement of a statue of Booker T. Washington's right kidney. Uh, by the way, some of the reactions to this entire thing about the statue of Martin Luther King and his wife that looks like the head-ass-no-arm statue. Yeah. Um, 
Kitty wrote in, on Martin Luther King Day, this is the crap you write and tweet? Oh my God, you guys are on fire. I needed a good laugh. Monument of the unknown bureaucrat. I think the new Martin Luther King statue really captures the essence of the message. <laughs> head up your ass with no arms. Uh, she rested on the edge of the tub. That's why she had one toe out. Uh, oh God, it goes on and on and on. Uh, I, I respect your commitment to bit of refusing to be funny even once. Uh, that's been nasty comments like it is. Anyway, it goes on and on and on about some of the... Re- and, and, and the fan, by the way, I, I saw the, one of the Little King girls um, read a statement saying how much they loved the statue and it showed the love and adoration of the so-and-so. Pretty much everybody else in the King family, all the other relatives, thought it was appalling. Uh, I, I mean, one after another comment, a couple of the cousins saying this, you know, th- th- why didn't they just have them hugging? Why didn't they just have oh, no. the two, you know, the two of them together, hand in hand or hugging arms around each other? I mean, anything. I, I understand why they did it. I understand the premise behind it. It was a great idea. Well, but once they put together the clay molds and took a look at it from all angles, yeah. from the side, it doesn't look bad. But from another side, from every it other, looks like a head up the ass. It's, it's, it looks like a headless at ass arm point, statue. Somebody's got to scratch their head go, I don't it know looks if this like is a, working. It looks like a big turd and a head up and a butt. It, it does. I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, it just does. It's, I, it, it's insulting, really. It's Most horrible. modern art are like modern teachers. They're worthless and unreliable. You should not pay attention to it. Most of it is bad. Hard to hard to believe. Uh, and by the way, when Flounder comes back, he's not coming back. <laughs> he's not coming he's back. Not. <laughs> well, we'll save this for a minute. Uh, I want to come. Uh, oh, in fact, uh, uh, two things well, when he, he comes is. back. Oh, here we go. Um, Flounder. Yes. Uh, let's see. Present. By the way, coming up, just as a tease for you, no. Pete is going to help us with ways to calm an angry woman. Oh yes. See, by I, the way, I'm the expert on that. My favorite is to just tell the angry woman, "Calm down." That, that always or, works. You're, you're <laughs> acting just like your mother. <laughs> the, those things always work. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, oh, did you see the meme? This popped up one of the real things or something. It's, a, it's a, a comedy meme going around of a guy, and I think I might have forwarded it to you. Somebody sent it as a message. Uh, it's a, a guy with the hood of his car open, and the engine's on there, and the guy is saying, uh, he's, saying he's showing his camera, and he says, you know, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I got this horrible noise in my car it just won't stop but it's not in the engine area it's only when he opened the door and he goes and he says for example and he opens up the driver's door and there, uh, his wife is in the passenger season i told you one time or not i mean it's funny you get the damn garage i'm sick and tired of you trying to make fun of the soldier and he says see it's only when the door opens the noise that he says they can't make it go away or something like that. and i think yeah you can imagine how popular that's gonna be um <laughs> calming an angry woman yeah that'll work but first there's a guy who I had never heard of before and I heard of last night for the first time named Constantine Kissin, K-I-S-I-N. He is a podcast host. I didn't know him. Uh, he's br- British or Australian or something. He's not American, or may, if he is, he's naturalized because he speaks with a total British accent. And he was addressing the Oxford Common debate society or something like that recently and tucker carlson got some audio of him and here's a brief glimpse this is a guy who is complaining and telling the audience of young uh, young uh, brilliant school oxford university type people that they are being 
given a disservice by being taught by the woke culture that it's no longer important to be a hard worker. Uh, this whole wokeness, the basic bottom line is that either you are a victim or you have an excuse and you don't have to try to achieve because that might be offensive to someone who isn't as capable as you are, which all leads to the, the end of the work ethic. It's over. I mean, think about it. They're, they're saying the it's world white, view. Being on time is white supremacy. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so here, uh, just a minute or so, of this uh, very brilliant young fellow uh, addressing the issue of wokeism and what it's doing. Ad living this. This country is responsible for 2% of global carbon emissions. It's British. Which means that if Britain was to sink into the sea right now, it would make absolutely no difference to the issue of climate change. You know why? Because the future of the climate is going to be decided in Asia and in Latin America by poor people who couldn't give a about saving the planet. 120 million people in China do not have enough food. I don't mean that they don't get dessert. I mean they suffer from malnutrition. That means that their immune system is breaking down because they don't have enough food. You're not going to get them to stay poor. And the only thing that wokeness has to offer in exchange is to brainwash bright young minds like you to believe that you are victims, to believe that you have no agency, to believe that what you must do to improve the world is to complain, is to protest, is to throw soup on paintings. We know that the way to improve the world is to work, is to create, it is to build. And the problem with woke culture is that it's trained too many young minds like yours to forget about that. Wow. You know, I mean, boom. And he's talking to people at Oxford, for but again, you know, they're as responsible as anybody for the continuation of this crap. But if he tried that at Cal Berkeley or oh, anybody they, in he America, he'd have been shouted off. Yeah. off the stage. Yeah, he'd have been hauled off the stage. Yeah. Right. I mean, but, but again, that, that's and by the way, what he said was not flamboyant or uh, reckless or irresponsible. It was common or sense. Outrageous. I mean, it was just very basic, simple life. I mean, no, work hard we and do. get ahead. And I mean, and he's right. Nothing we do matters if China's pumping out 120 coal plants a year yeah. and India's doing it and Russia's doing it. Nothing yeah. we do is going to change. Did you see Al Gore nut up yesterday? Oh, he my lost God. It. Let me see he's if I can insane. find that. Rain bombs. Did you hear rain bombs? Uh, a billion. <laughs> people uh, and, and and a, xenophobia a cloud fire or something <laughs> rain bombs <laughs> you wanna, meanwhile he you lives in a mansion some? in tennessee that <laughs> sucks up more energy than the whole he's county. lost his mind well, he's by the way he's gained about 80 over, pounds hand over fist he's making money i mean i, I he, right, he's he lost his freaking mind Screaming! He's been lost since he lost the election. <laughs> we'll play a little bit here. The election <laughs> broke yeah. him. Yeah, his wife finally left him, didn't she? I think Tipper, Tipper left him. Tipper yeah, him. This is 9-11. We have to rise to this occasion. We have the tools. We have the solutions. We know what to do. We lack the requisite political will. Political will for anyone who doubts that we as human beings has, have the capacity to rise above our limitations 
and transcend the, the, the difficulties we now face. What does that mean? Remember that's that political will is bullshit. itself a renewable resource. Ba basically, that, okay, that's well, it, he's, it, he's it, wanting more. Give me more power yeah. and I'll fix this. Well, dear John Kerry, John yeah. Kerry says we're kind of like the extraterrestrials because we're yeah. so important that we're able to be here together, just a few of us, to solve yeah. the world's issues. It's like yeah. it's like we're extraterrestrial. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk said this is a bunch of people that think since they're wealthy they should be telling you how to live yeah. and they are unelected and nobody wants them yeah 600 private jets show up at the airport or something <laughs> with, with unvaccinated pilots yeah uh, and uh, hookers galore oh, uh, the ho the sex oh, workers i bet the best the hookers in oh, the world God. are there. they have the best ones for, for sure oh my god <laughs> so tell me what's the difference between a five thousand dollar whore and a fifty dollar uh, yeah whore? there you go uh, well if i you can close, tell you the if one you close way. your eyes <laughs> what's the difference i can give you the example on the one hand <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. what's the most you ever paid for a girl peter Cleaner. No, no, it's 60 bucks in Canada, 1964. What's the most you ever paid, Flounder? What it was was 60 bucks. I'm, I'm, I'm cheap, so I, uh, I'm more on that $50 range. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I had a $200 dinner oh, one night. So oh, well, we all paid. oh, I've paid for it a lot we more paid. than that. We all <laughs> well, we've all paid for it. <laughs> I bought a girl a fox sheared beaver coat once because she looked pretty in it. <clears throat> the funniest okay. is when you go to Vegas... And you're just sitting doing one of the slot machines yeah. or something like that. They'll just come right really? up to you. Really? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I have never been to Vegas. They, I mean, it, all it, people. Oh, they, they will like you're sitting like if I'm just sitting at a slot machine. Yeah. Oh, they they walk around. What, what do they say when they come up? What do they say? They'll just they say hi. They'll, they'll, they'll sit down and hey, how are you? Where are you from? They'll just start a general conversation yeah. and then they'll be like, You want a date? You want a date? You want to go, go to your later? Room? Will they tell you what they do? Oh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not a secret. They walk around. You can, I, you my can, daughter, first of all, by what they're there. wearing, you know. I mean, well, specifically what they tell you what they do. Well, I think you have to ask to make an agreement, but I, I know uh, one thing they won't do because I asked her and she said no. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could have found a guy who would have done it. How many it? guys have been turned down by a, a hooker? <laughs> by a very expensive well, Las Vegas that. gambling hooker. <laughs> What's the one thing they won't do? Well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> tell me after. No, no, I Okay. Um, uh, oh, oh, no. Okay. Um, here's an, that, that you heard an example of some uh, very not the, the Al Gore thing. By the way, the, the other part was that Jim, it was him just literally, literally screaming, nutting. I just totally screaming. Uh, but you heard the gentleman uh, kissing uh, a few minutes ago. Compare that now with what happened on Martin Luther King's birthday celebration. With President Stupid comes to Atlanta and goes to the podium at that glorious church. And he had been at the uh, annual uh, holiday breakfast on Monday. And then here is uh, a president showers with daughter making a mockery of himself once again. I, I mean, you're going, you, th this is so cringeworthy and you will realize this is just like someone who shows up to somebody else's birthday party, doesn't know anybody and wants to be popular. So they try to fit in by going along with the festivities. Here now is your president <laughs> stupid at the birthday party singing a tribute to the little girl ready? the King family. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alvin. Uh, happy birthday happen. to you. <laughs> well, he just sang happy birthday to Martin Luther King III's wife and 
completely forgot her and had no idea who he was singing it to. Standing like, right stand there. there. Stand, okay. <laughs> the Reverend Warnock. Is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to Diddy Bobbin, baby. <laughs> Getting injured. And, and, and this is what Biden's doing. <laughs> yeah, he's doing Mr. Erector set. Have you seen him walk lately? Oh, it's like the joints are unhinging as he goes. Oh my God! Anyway, well, reminds me of a this meme. This is straight out of the office. Okay. Uh, there's a meme. There's a meme of a you know huskies like to sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. The, 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 there's this husky singing, and he goes, "This is me going to a birthday party where I don't know anybody after eight tequila shots, trying to sing Happy Birthday yeah, uh, Bi- karaoke." Biden's birthday song rightfully attached to the curb your enthusiasm exit. This entire administration is one fumble after another. Uh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, this is Biden's kofefe moment. I challenge you to get through this video without laughing. He's trying to sing happy birthday to Andrea Waters King. I mean, it's unbelievable. Any, any other president would have been laughed out oh of all. Oh, my God. Anyone happy else birthday, laughed out, out of all. But, but they you, won't admit that they made a mistake kicking Trump out. Well, not only that, but wouldn't if you were going to do it, wouldn't you know that you're a laughingstock already? And wouldn't you really try to know the name? He doesn't I mean, it's, know. it's just gone. He doesn't know. There's no hope. I mean, I mean you see him li- sitting in the chair when the press is trying to ask him about the classified documents. He's smirking. He's smirking. He no. doesn't know what to do. Well, that's because he gets away with it. Um, oh, my God. Um, I, no, I don't feel sorry for him. Oh, I don't feel I sorry, don't feel for, sorry him. for him. He's, he, he ought to be in prison for dis- yeah. uh, uh, for his disgrace acting like a president in front of the American like, people. It's like that little autistic kid. I don't care if she's autistic. Yeah, she's messing with people's lives. Do you see that? First of all, she's a fat pig now. Yeah, she's scumbag. They, they faked her arrest there at Davos. <laughs> oh, yeah. They yeah. put out there the feather. They're all laughing and everything and her and her pumpkin heads out there. They, it took like four of them to lift her. She, yeah. The bitch is so fat it was, all, it was a setup. They, it was yeah. an arranged event. she's laughing. It's like Ocasio Bangbangu Stupidio putting her arm behind her back like like she's with the invisible handcuffs. Remember that? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? You're not arresting you. beating <laughs> me. Oh, my God. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Um, I want. I've, I have a. Uh, I want to. I put a picture, uh, a little video on Facebook, both Facebook pages today, concerning um, a guy and a horse, a picture of a of a younger man and, and two hot babes, and then uh, uh, yeah, a tease for the uh, show coming up today. I uh, will get to that in a second. First, Peach, satisfied, uh, calming. Yeah. 
What? An angry woman? Call me an angry woman. Do we woman. have an, ag- an actual... Uh, I'm glad that you brought about this, this up, <laughs> This is one of the things we've been needing to talk about yes, for quite some time. Yes, we have. And we're going to talk about it in just Almost a second. Almost any moment here we're going to talk I about it. When I find it right here on my... All right, here we go. Someone, Dawn, decided, yeah. what is the fastest way to calm a woman when she is angry? Yeah. And then she got surprised by some of the comments. Like Mr. Potato Head, who said, Chloroform? <laughs> uh, tranquilizer dart? <laughs> Leave the room. Yeah. The uh, house. Fancy chocolate. Really good chocolate. I always have a bunch of it in my kitchen. I've never gotten close enough to find out how to call an angry woman. Orgasm. Sex. I'll let you know, but not at the moment. My favorite. Tell her to make you a sandwich. <laughs> make me a plate. <laughs> Easy. Let's go shopping. Uh, exit stage left, running all the way. And my favorite, Miyambo Tour says, do not take any advice from these comments. Heavens <laughs> <laughs> to Murgatroyd, even. <laughs> exit it's stage left. Stove even. <laughs> Snuggle food. <laughs> By the way, it was, it was Anthony who sent me the meme about the guy with the car nose and the wife. Anthony. Just, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. So that's it. Yeah, I, I, I used to love going to bed with an angry woman in the same bed with oh, you. Oh, there's no way in hell. I oh, yeah. I'm trying to find Frankfurt. Frankfurt, Frankfurt. What'd you say? I did I remember when I, when I, time I told you a story about I was writing. I was, I was single and I, I wasn't wasn't newly single apparently, yeah. as I recall. And I was on the MARTA train coming back from a, a lone single vacation by myself. Um, and I'm standing holding on to the thing. And and behind me I hear there's uh, there's a woman and her husband. And I, I hear the woman saying, well, I should have gone by myself. You're miserable. You are the whole damn time of a similar vacation. I might next time I'm going to go. And I, and I and I swear to God I almost turned around and said, Honey, <laughs> you know just. <laughs> Sure, man. You ballist bastard. I Honey, is that you? What are you doing here? Sweetie. Oh, my God. Calming an angry woman. Yeah, that'll be the day. Holy criminy. All right. Now, um, yesterday... I posted a video, and it was uh, it's, on, it's available if you want to go see it. A video of a guy with a, with a horse, and then a picture of two hotties and a much younger man. Uh, well, the video was uh, a picture of my brother, older brother Gene, the late Gene. Uh, cancer got him. Uh, he was the. He was a firstborn. I'm number two out of the five kids. He was a firstborn, and he was uh, a brilliant. Uh, of course, my father was a genius, a brilliant. My brother, oh, Gene, was a genius, brilliant guy. He was a valedictorian at prep school. He went to Williams College as an economics major, but he uh, loved it. He was a golf pro, became a golf pro and a gambler uh, from when he was at Williams College. The Pownal uh, horse racing track is not far away, so he would go to the racetrack a lot, uh, and he was a golf pro, and he worked in Williamstown at the famous, um, uh, oh, God. God, I just forgot the name. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, well, people would know it. People around the world would know it. That's how famous it is. Anyway, and uh, and he uh, became the head golf pro at a little town on the South Shore of Boston called Cohasset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in the news has been this story about the guy in Cohasset who apparently murdered his wife. They've now arrested him, actually taken him to jail and arrested him. Uh, and he's got to be given the... They now not, have, just, have found out that on his daughter's tiny little girl school laptop thing, he looked up... Um, how to dismember a 115-pound body. <laughs> he looked up on the internet specific. how to how long it takes to dissolve a body in acid and stuff. I mean, holy criminy on his daughter's laptop. Oh. 
It's their little iPad. Incognito. Uh, and they found, ev- I mean, evidence of all kinds that obviously she's they found dead. D- they <laughs> found DNA of her in his garbage can. Yeah, I mean, come yeah, on. Like they found you a know, hair he, strand. He dumped her in the ocean. Oh, my, well, she's, they'll never find her. He cut her up. Apparently he cut her up. He dumped her in the ocean. Anyway, so that's all. But again, it was Cohasset, Massachusetts. And, I had, and I've been having the warmest little memories about the town of Cohasset, it's Massachusetts. Yeah. Because not only is it extremely historical, South Shore, I mean, this is where the pilgrims, pilgrims Isn't that came. where the pirate ship Wida washed up and yeah, everything? It's, it's very, very it, famous uh, area. And again, if you ever have a chance to vacation in the Boston area, don't, don't want to live there, but in the, sometime in the summertime when the weather's good and it's, uh, it's really, it's, and go right up the coast and you go to the rocky coast of Maine. I mean, it's really oh, worth doing. Cool. Anyway, um, so, so a quick story about Cohasset. Can I do a little personal story here? Just the memory. So how, how, how can you tie <laughs> a, a mother's murder uh, well, in this Let me see if I can think about the way. You. Two things. First of all, in that picture, I'll start with that one first. And that picture is from about 1985. Yes, sir. And that picture shows me, on, that's actually me, you wouldn't recognize me. And then the blonde girl next to me is uh, uh, the girl who uh, died on me, literally, uh, and I was going to marry. And we were together about five years. And she took the first artificial interference shot in the history of the world. She's in medical books and she was in People Magazine, all this kind of stuff. Anyway, um, so, and we were together five years. and. Uh, and she died. But, uh, but that one time in the summertime, we went to go visit my brother Gene, who lived in Cohasset, was a Cohasset golf pro. And that picture is, is of us, the two of us, and Gene's uh, little friend, I can't remember her name now, Gene at the time, I think I was 38 and, and my girlfriend was 40, two years older than I was. I used to rag her about it. Gino was probably 42. This little hot little brunette chick was probably 25. And the reason that she was hanging around there was because she was kind of a, uh, of a she would kind of show up to, to have Gene know take care of her problems once in a while you know he, my brother was something of a swordsman let's say um and so he he was, he the, was the ladies like rapiers yeah kind of a rapier it's kind of a thing so anyway so so and my and, and she was kind of the little i can't remember her name the darker girl we were all together in his in his place and and uh at, at some point during the evening this little dark haired girl started kind of flirting with me oh yeah, and 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 I'm, the reason I bring this up is because and, and again this is really hideous for me to be saying this. Uh, here you have an old man reliving a, a, a glorious moment in his youth many many uh, years ago. Was it was the fir- it was the second time that any that any girl had ever actually fought for me and could, Joan got angry at this girl flirting with me. The problem was uh, my girlfriend was saying something like, "Oh, you know, you're, uh, you're half his age or something, or you're you're half my age." And the girl said, "Yeah, I know, I can tell." And I went, "Oh boy." <laughs> Yeah, well, if you had any idea, and I said, okie dokie, so, so that, <laughs> so that was it, and I thought, and I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm just having, I had a little glorious memory about how, it, gee, I used to really feel good about myself, and I was attractive to women for a very short period of time, and by the way, <laughs> admit it, what, if your girlfriend wasn't there. Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, we, I mean, but she, this was the one I, you know, I still yeah, love her. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it would not like have been, I would have been bad. Okay. It would have been like getting even with the so Anyway. Uh, <laughs> well, no, it's really, yeah. I, uh, she tried to kill herself yeah, no. once and I say I had to save her anyway, whatever. Oh. Um, uh, now the other thing was, it reminded me a couple of years right before that, again, in the eighties. And it was when I was single, uh, and I was on TV and because I was on TV, I used to wear a suit and tie and white shirts every day. 
And so I used to go to the dry cleaners near my place. And so I drop off the shirts every day at dry cleaners. And, and then one day, all of a sudden, there were two girls behind, worked behind a counter. One of them was a little cute brunette, about 5'2 and 100 pounds. The other one was a, a more normal-sized girl and really built. I mean, a big, you know, just really yeah. built. Anyway, both about 25 years old, 22, 3 years old. And so I went in there. And one time I was going in, and I brought in my dollars. And the little brunette girl said, I know. I saw you on TV last night. <laughs> so I started going, <laughs> I got one right. Here, you know, it's, it's, I'm sorry. It's not sorry. I mean, okay, let me have one memory. I'll be. I'll, I'll stop it in 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds of memory. So I'm going ding, 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 ding. Anyway, so I said, yeah, and I played cool. I said, oh yeah. She said, oh my god. And I said, yeah. She said, oh, that must be so much fun. I said, I said, yeah. I said, I said, you ought to see what it's really like. Well, you want to, you could come down one night and watch a show. And, and, oh god, oh god. Anyway, it's like that. So anyway, so so she kind of flirted me a second, and the other girl comes over to kind of starts flirting too, uh, and then. I left. The next day I came back, and the, the same thing happened to girls. But then the other girl came over and started really actively hitting on me. Okay? And so the, and then the little brunette girl, you know, kind of said, uh, she almost said, I saw him. It wasn't I saw him first, but it was clear that she was, you know, elbowing or so-and-so. And eventually I got my, I got my shirts, dropped my shirt, got my shirts, and left. The next day they fired the, the blonde girl because the two of them got in a fight. Over who was supposed to be hitting on the guy on TV, <laughs> and they fired the other girl, and so I went out with a little teeny one. Uh, anyway, so that was and she, oh god. Anyway, I <laughs> David has a question. All for over, you. it's all over. I'll never say another word. Is this the same dry cleaner that Huey Lewis used? A different one. That was in oh, uh, Mil, that was in Mill Valley or Sausalito. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's a story for another day. <laughs> well, it's a true story. How can uh, you not have true Scotty stories? Scotty the window guy. <laughs> All this from a murder story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like I got murdered, but I got the thing there. Um, okay, well, let's uh, let's talk about this. Another uh, uh, thing that I'm going to tell you a personal story, too, and I feel uh, you're going to laugh. I think I mentioned this once, and you all made kind of made fun of me. Marie Osmond has been very famous for this and has come out again in a brand new uh, interview and so forth. Uh, Marie uh, Osmond is very much against what are called Nepo babies, which is children who are by nepotism getting jobs. Like in, her? Like her, getting jobs in broadcasting, the movies, film, TV, entertainment, stuff like that. Like Nepo her. Baby, like her. So... She is now trending because she once again has said very, very clearly uh, that she is the mother of eight. And she said she has no plans to leave her children any inheritance. The idea of leaving behind wealth for your kids enables them to not try in life. Not giving cash is an even greater gift than allows your children to work hard and find out what they want to pursue in life. Honestly, why, sorry, why would you enable your child to not try to be something? I don't know anybody who becomes anything if they're just handed money, the 63-year-old grandma said. Okay, I right, hold everything right there. First of all, if she's 63, her children are 40, 35, 27, yeah. okay? Her children are grown. Now, if her children their entire lives never left the house, only watched TV, Mom, where's my money, and never did anything ever, ever, as she would know That's by now fault. that they're deadbeats. But they're clearly not deadbeats. I mean, her children, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to bet anything, her children are, are probably doing something respectable or decent, and so they don't, they don't have to be trained not to be, you know, selfish. I mean, I can't believe any of that. Why would you not enable your children? And by the way, if she's 65 or 63, whatever it is now, 
Let's say she dies when she's 80. She so dies it, when she's 80. Oh, sorry, all together now. Uh, so, okay, if that's the case, then let her oldest child may be 65 years old. How, you're going to prevent your 65-year-old from getting an inheritance that he can pass on to his children because he, because you don't want to enable him at the age of 65? You're not enabling him at 65. You're dead, and he's going to be retired. He's not working anymore. What do you mean enabling him? How do we know her? From her family, the Osmond family. Without the Osmond brothers and before. Donnie and, and Marie. And, there's and the no her. Before. They, they were on, t- on the Andy Williams show yeah, and all those other things. Long before she came along. Oh, please. I mean, this is appalling. She's the, daughter by, of, she's the sister of nepotism. Obviously, if you're rich and you have a, a, a 17-year-old kid who's a drug-abusing hippie freak out and just gets car cracked, uh, gets every car you give me cracks up and he doesn't go to him and he's a deadbeat scumbag, you don't want to leave him $5 million when he's 18 and say, have a ball. Obviously. Ta-da. But if you're wealthy, I mean, I mean, bat. Well, and I'll, I'll, I hope Jennifer's not. Why is she telling my daughter Jennifer? The clonkhead tends to watch this stupid Jennifer podcast. But I, I know when I, you know, back before all the bad things happened, um, when I came back to work. Uh, my parents had died, and I had a, a very serious nest egg. My, my kids were both going to get a very, very big chunk of cash. I had two properties I bought with the money I had after my divorce because she took most of the money cash, a seven-figure thing. Anyway, so I didn't get any stuff like that at all, but I had something in the two properties that was going to be for my kids. Um, and then, of course, I lost all that because of the value of the banksters and the, uh, you know, the yeah. 2008, all that stuff, and the, you know, everything else. So, anyway, so, that, so that ended up screwing me, and so now I'm at a whole different... Uh, situation, but I remember, and, and they're, I'm, I'm, my goal now is to try to leave something to my kids. That's my only goal. I don't. I, I don't. If I could sell my car and my house and everything I own, I would do it. I mean, I. <laughs> my only goal is to have something for my kids when I die. That's honest to God. And I think that's the. Mo- I think that's the thing as a parent. Why would you not want to have? And you know, my hell, Jennifer's fifty years old. Why would you want? Why would I want to deprive her right. at the age of fifty of having a nest egg so she never has to worry? I know. Jesus, I mean, that's the most selfish thing, that that Marie Osmond thing. I think it's just horrible. If she doesn't know her kids by now, when she's 80 years old, she's going to punish her kids because she doesn't know them now or something? What, What a bunch of crap. Jim says, I'm getting nostalgic for an underwear story. <laughs> <laughs> I got them in, and I'm not going to show them. I didn't even show them to you because I thought you made fun of me the last time, and I got all my underpants well, in. Well, okay, <laughs> Hetty Green. You <laughs> saved every underwear you've ever owned. <laughs> I still don't know what to do with them. Throw them away. I'm not going to give them to somebody. I got no, throw them away. I guess them. it's a waste of fabric, but I, I'm mean, using my dust claws. I mean, you know, don't, don't walk around your house using your underwear as <laughs> a know. dust cloth. I'm saying, I'm just. Why don't you get them all knitted together and make a blanket? I just got <laughs> a, a bed sheet. Yeah, bed, bed, bed cover. Oh my a god. Bed cover. Yo. <laughs> Did you hear about the woman in Florida? That she is swimming around in a canal. Yeah, oh, they don't do that. That's stupid. So the, the police showed up, the neighbors showed up, the fire department showed up. Get out of the canal. Well, I'm not getting out yeah. of the canal. She grows into a storm drain. So the four <sighs> firefighters have to get down there in with the alligators and snakes and everything and go in the storm drain and get this stupid Oh, my biatch. God. You can't. Okay. This is the third time they've had to do it. Well, leave her in there. Yeah. At this, well, I mean, she's touching the head, obviously. You can't if, leave her okay, in there. If you, if you don't know this, if you're going to ever visit somebody in, who lives in Florida <laughs> and you go to their place and they have a beautiful house and a nice little cul-de-sac and they have a little canal in the back and a little park and everything's happy, don't go in the water. Don't go near the water. Don't go near any water in Florida. It has gators in it. If you're on a golf course, there are gators in every pond. 
Everyone. I have, I, I think it probably disappeared with my last phone, but I literally would take video. I, I found nests of, I would find like 15 little teeny, you know, eight inch long gator babies, you know, in, in, mm. the, in, all, in the golf course. Speaking <laughs> he, of which, since I'm staying with my sister, her and her friend, they like to uh, watch a show called Swamp People. You ever watch oh, that? Oh, I've seen it. I know. I'm not going down in oh, to dig my. in the swamp for critters no, and no, bad no, no, things. No, 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 They go on in these little boats. Yeah. And they go hunting for alligators. Yeah, it's no, I know. And no. sometimes they have them on hooks. Yeah. Sometimes they just shoot them. <coughs> but most of the time they hook them, drag them to the boat, and they have to shoot them between the eyes. Yeah. And there's this big guy, he's about 70 years old, and he's got this, this young woman, about 20, named Pickle cute as a button mm. and you have this cute little girl pulling these 12 split oh, gators in here and the whole time i'm sitting there watching when's pickle gonna come back <laughs> now i'm hooked watching this this oh, stupid thing and man, and when swamp. they don't have alligator season they go to florida and they hunt those uh pythons oh, which is scarier than the alligators well you get because you get those at night yeah, they go out there at night. You have to go at night. And there's no telling what you're going to see You have to out feel there. for them. You know, walk in the water and feel for them in the swamps. Yeah. It's, it's I don't an think amazing so. show. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, have you have you know the guys who do the, the catfishing where they reach down oh, in there and insa- noodling? Oh, noodling. Noodling. Oh, God. They're insane. I don't think so. You know, you ever been bitten by a catfish? Yeah, I've been they slashed by their horn. The, the horn. When I was horn in their fins. Their well, fin, yeah. whatever. It's a horn. When I was in I was at the Boy Scout Jamboree in the Adirondack Mountains and we went fishing, I caught a bullhead and that son of a bitch cut me in my right hand wrist but they have teeth too they're nasty little things terrible and they go in there and stick their hand in there. You don't know if you got a snapping turtle in there, yeah. a nest of water moccasins in there. Everything. They're insane. No, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, uh, let's see. Crazy. Um, I took, I took a quick, um, like a criminal thing. I want to salute a judge. Um, and uh, by the way, George Floyd's attorney's asking for a retrial and an appeal uh, thing. Um, uh, okay, but first, uh, in Minnesota, a police chief in a town... Uh, whose name I uh, wrote down, Golden Valley, Minnesota. The police chief put up a, a, a flag with a thin blue line on it to salute uh, Law Enforcement Day. Mm-hmm. And the community in Minnesota was so outraged and attacked him that he took it down and apologized for offending members of the community. Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department has had to now take down all the Blue Lives Matter, fl- blue, thin blue line flags in any public area of any uh, deputy police station. Any public area where people can walk in, you can have it on your desk, you can have it in your cubbyhole, but if the public can walk in, you cannot just dis- in a police department. Despicable. Cannot display the thin blue uh, line. Why are they still police? Huh, I can't believe quit. it. Why aren't they outside going, no, no, no? Why don't they all quit? God, well, I, I guess go, well, the you world, can't really do that. Who's got another? I mean, yeah, I mean, what you going to do? Uh, you hear about the lady? You mentioned the lady uh, uh, got arrested uh, for being uh, in the storm drain. Did you hear about 27-year-old Jennifer Holder, who was at Concourse D at 9.30 in the evening the other night uh, when she apparently got upset about something? She was arguing with the airline staff. Uh, she wanted to walk toward an open door at one of the gates, and they tried to stop her and close the door. So she went back into the concourse, got a fire extinguisher, 
and started spraying them with powder from the fire extinguisher. Uh, so the police showed up and she sprayed them too. Uh, three of the flight attendants had to be taken to the hospital. I mean, that spray is serious stuff. It's disgusting. It uh, gets in your lungs. Uh, she was erratic, behaving uh, combative, spitting at the cops, kicking at the cops. She inflicted her own self-injury wounds, had taken them to the county jail. About a million uh, <laughs> offenses against her. God knows why. Where, where was it the other day that they called somebody, didn't declare it, tried to sneak on the plane an anti-tank weapon? That was oh folded God, up in a, in a case. <laughs> oh, it literally Jesus. is like one of those... Uh, a bazooka. Yeah, a bazooka. <laughs> oh, my God. How could I sneak this It's through? a shoulder-mountain rocket grenade. You think oh you're going to start a conversation with the, 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 the radar woman so she's not oh looking? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, one quick salute to a girl judge. Um, a Fulton County jury had uh, has overturned, basically, a murder conviction of a man that was thrown out thanks to the judge. Uh, his name is Dexter Beard, and I'll mention his name because he once was found guilty of murder, uh, and now he is not found guilty of murder. In 2015, he was convicted of murder of uh, an aggravated assault of three other people sentenced to life in prison. However, Senior Superior Court Judge Doris Downs in uh, Fulton County presided over a new trial and granted him, uh, presided over that his original trial eight years ago, granted him a new trial because she was exercising what's called the 13th juror discretion, which means that if the, if the jury has done something so egregious that they really made the wrong decision, the judge can set aside the verdict. Literally, it's called setting aside the verdict, the 13th juror ruling. She said that their case was filled with conflicting evidence, credibility concerns. Almost every eyewitness and chief investigating officer was a little fuzzy on everything. Uh, it went to the Supreme Court. It took so long because the guy's lawyer appealed the conviction. It finally went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court says he has to be tried again. And the reason the Supreme Court responded with a pointed opinion, here's what they said. The state Supreme Georgia Supreme Court not only upheld the ruling, it also told former District Attorney Paul Scumbag Little Racist Hater Howard and his office to stop wasting the court's time. Uh, think hard about whether the appeal will amount to anything other than an unnecessary delay in the new trial and a waste of, unlimit of limited resources of the state, the publicly funded lawyers who represent most of the defendants in these cases, and this court. Uh, when asked for a comment, the DA's office, now under Fanny the chicken-livered scumbag, said, Screw you, screw you, we'll do what we want. We hate the white people, na 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 unquote, Fanny Willis. An incredible lack of respect for the state Supreme Court of your state of Georgia. All right, Pete Davis, sports time, sports time. <coughs> yeah. uh, well, uh, let me, I'll ask you a question. I think this is a really interesting issue, the issue of the quarterback and the uh, commentator. Do you have, a, do you have uh, issues talking yeah, about it? Was it was just a Sports Illustrated picked it up, and they, everyone was kind of joking and laughing about it uh, today about, basically, you had Stetson Bennett versus Stake Shapiro. Two-time two uh, national championship yeah. Bulldog quarterback, too. And Stake Shapiro, well-known uh, forever, 50 years around here, or for you. Sports comments, Illustrated yeah. described him as food and sports. Well, he does that <laughs> cheeseburger TV. <laughs> so the food he, he eats food on, uh, and gets uh, paid yeah. to do a TV yeah, show. Which is fun. Which yeah. is good for him. Anyway, so uh, the complaint was that Stake Shapiro 
Shapiro complained that uh, Spencer Bennett wasn't paying proper attention to the. He ceremony. was on the phone too much. He should have put the phone down. But you know this during and that. the ceremony you know, to he, celebrate. It, and a lot of fans said the same thing. A lot yeah. of fans were kind of upset mm-hmm. with Stetson. And I said on my show Tuesday, I said I bet if Stetson he could do it all over again with what happened the next day Sunday, he probably would have handled it. It may have been that he was trying to respond to all the people saying I can see you look great or something. Well, Maybe. he was saying he was controlling the music that they were playing and he was doing. He said last year we did it for the fans. This year we were, I was doing it for my teammates because it's my last year. I was playing the music that we could all enjoy up there well, that's reasonable. on his phone. And that's what he said. And he put out this diatribe just attacking state. Yeah. Basically saying, I never liked, at the end he goes, uh, I never uh, liked you. I never you. liked you. I never liked you. My dad be, never liked f- you. <laughs> I, I never liked you, but to be fair, I never liked your work either. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Which was the line that everybody took and ran with and everything. Yeah. And I, I got to tell you, for personal experience, uh, getting on the wrong side of people and the fans and getting in a tiff with an athlete yeah. where you, you're probably not going to win, yeah. Yeah. It, it either helps both of you, which I think is what's happening in this case. I think it's publicity for Stake yeah. show, Stake and Sanders yeah. show, and it's publicity for Stetson where he can put out, whether you believe it or not, what, what he was saying. A lot of Bulldog fans were not happy with him. Yeah. I, I'll say that. But it pro- in this case, I think it's going to help both of them. But it's an unpleasant situation yeah, to be Yeah, it's too in. bad. It's, just, it's really... Because Atlanta's not... New York or Philly where right. they live for this shit. Right. It, it yeah, really they, makes everybody just go, Ugh. If this had been WFAN in New York or something, yeah. you could, or, or Boston, WEI, or say this is what they do. So, yeah. So well, it's, it's a bad position. A few years ago, I'll say this. I said on our show, your show, yeah. that Trevor Lawrence looked like Steffi Groff. And I said it the other day, and people laughed about it. it. But when I said it a few years ago, when he was at Clemson, oh, he does look like some of the family and the friends up there. I'm sorry, she's not attractive, and she she got married to that. No, I never thought she was unattractive. She got married to to Andre Agassi, and they've stayed married and have kids. That's wonderful. That's good. Uh, But everything. But he, to me, with that hair. Yeah. He looks like Steffi right. Groff. I, I hate his. I, it's just like stupid. And so a lot of people up there, fans of his from yeah. high school, took offense to that. Yeah. And got really pissed off. Well, and, you know, while I, stuck, I stood my ground and said, he looks like Steffi Groff, he made you feel like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, it just so, makes you feel a little uneasy. He, he wants to look like that. You know, why, why would a guy wear the Jesus hair, you know, the uh, Sir Lancelot, for Christ's sake? It's been 500 years. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I don't. I, I suppose if I had the hair, I'd probably do it myself. Yeah. If I had, if I had great hair, I'd I had color hair, it blue. It wouldn't be that it would be, long. I'd be like Elvis. I'd have a duck's ass hair come in. It would come no, down I in the front. Do and sweeping, slide in the back there with a little duck's ass tail in the back. <laughs> I tried to do that when I was in sixth grade with with Vaseline petroleum jelly because my parents wouldn't <laughs> let me use Brill cream because my father said it looked like a hood with that yeah. greasy stuff in your hair. So I would use I would get out. I would use Vaseline and make it in my hair. Kim because it was you know short. That that's that greasy kid yeah, stuff. Greasy kid stuff. <laughs> um, now, something else you want to... Uh, Peyton Manning did something unusual? Or? Peyton Manning came out. They're they talking about halftime adjustments. He says, that is the biggest myth in football. Mm-hmm. The halftime adjustment. You go in, you got time to use the bathroom. You orange got time, it, eat some oranges. Eat a couple oranges, <laughs> yeah. which is weird. Eat a couple of oranges and, uh, you know, and basically... Uh, talk for a second and then you're back out now the coaches may go off yeah. and, and do something which is halftime with judgment but he says it's ridiculous and Matt Stenscombe says yeah the coaches barely have time to punch a whiteboard yeah, much yeah less it's not you don't start start over on planning with all the players yeah. huddled around but the it's a big thing but everyone talks about it did yeah. you see on uh, when Deion Sanders was on and there was a sack and Deion was like you can't play football anymore if yeah. he, he just was complaining that you can't Mr. even Mr. hit. Mr. Never hit anybody. Yeah, and, yeah. But he was just like, you can't even 
tackle someone without getting a personal foul. Well, did you see where he spun him around? But he kind of yeah. laid him on the ground and nah, still got a penalty. Yeah, there's not. And I, I like Dion. He was ta- somebody did a like a halfback where the receiver ran with it. And he was supposed to toss it back to the mm-hmm. uh, the goal line to the running back. And as uh, Peyton goes, you used to do that with Emmett, didn't you? Emmett Smith and everything when you were at the Cowboys. He goes, yeah, but when I had it and I was supposed to pass it, Emmett, Emmett knew I wasn't going to throw that ball. It was no secret. <laughs> I, I never liked him, and I like him a lot now. I like I, him more I, now. I really do. Because when, yeah, when we were trying to cover him and well, everything, yeah. when he was with the Cowboys, that was one big yeah. prima donna. Yeah. He held up a press conference once. I was in the Cowboys locker room after they'd beaten the Falcons. Of course, this is Georgia Dome. The, uh, that's a house that I built, Dion and everything, you know, yeah. that I built this place and yeah. everything. And he held up this press conference from Troy Aikman and somebody else because the guy who had cut his sleeves so he could look cool with the long underneath yeah. sleeves yeah. had cut them too short or too long, and he's screaming at the guy and carrying on, and I'm like, come, come on, on, man, yeah. you're Holding up everybody after this. Yes. He was one of the only, one other player besides him because he played baseball and football in uh, Fulton County Stadium. Yeah. He's one of the only yeah. sports he players. All star or the only something. He's got this something. Is why the Braves traded him? They got tired of that. Well, that's very possible. I can see that. Anyway, he he, he could re- he was fast. He was a chicken, but he was fast. I mean, he could get in your face and Anybody's prevent a you from getting the ball. Kick returner isn't a chicken. You can get killed on kick returns. Oh well, that's true. But again, if you're, if you're, if you're, yeah, I mean, remember when he got into a fight with Andre Risen? Fight with Andre Risen, it was basically them slapping. That's how stupid (laughs) each of them were. They're just punching them in the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was slap them off the sideline until you can finally (laughs) make his escape. (laughs) Poor Andre, his girlfriend Um, burns his house. uh, Now there's a coach in the news. There's some coaching thing. There is. You wrote down the word. Some coach did something funny or silly or did maybe not. Maybe I did they now. Yeah. You had mentioned something on that when uh, I wrote it down. But yeah, it could be, could be wrong. There's uh, a note here, though, to you from uh, – who wrote this? Oh, God, I forget. To me? Uh, yeah, for, and I apologize. I've forgotten uh, who sent this to me. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I was listening to the podcast a while back, and you were – Kimmer was talking about all his friends from the 60s and 70s that disowned you. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Billy. Billy says, tell them they're probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> If only. <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> I wish you guys were dead so I could finally get some sleep. The thing we got to talk about, though, is the whore cop in Tennessee. Oh, my God. The memes. Again, the, you know, and by the way, this was this was kind of a little feature story. It was, you know, you know this this lady chick cop got caught banging all the guys not on ugly, her. Not ugly. No, no, she's not so, great looking, just regular, not a regular woman. I mean, you know, just not particularly anything particularly unusual, bad or good. You know, a woman. Uh, and we'll, about 30 years old, maybe? I don't know. 35, I don't know. 35, who knows? When she's dolled up, she's probably yeah, she probably, She's a girl. Um, and she apparently was offering her services to pretty much all the guys on her shift. At least five at, of at them. At the squad bay, you know, in the police department, during during briefings and stuff. I mean, she, she was, hang on, hang on, whatever. And, and her, I guess her husband finally found her. They finally caught her. And then her husband found out. And, and she said, well, you know, we're in an open marriage. And he said, uh, no, we're not in an open marriage. <laughs> so he, he wasn't quite as much of a fan as that whole open marriage thing. <laughs> She was banging every cop on the force. Anyway, but all of a sudden now, now the memes started flowing. <laughs> and, and here's my thing: if she's this kinky, if she's into all this, yeah, three th- ways and there is Morsom's film. Got it. Someone's got it on video. You know they filmed some of this, yeah. or she did. Surprised it hasn't hit Pornhub. I, I am. So you know how she actually rode the 
what's the cow you ride at bar? Yeah, the mechanical bull cow. She actually rode a mechanical bull, and they've contact. They went on social media and says ten thousand dollars to perform at the club's anniversary party. They're gonna pay. They want to pay her five thousand dollars a night to come back and Hell ride yeah, that. She should do she'll it. She'll do it. She with another she's cowgirl ready to move on. riding with her on the facing her on the bull. Has she been fired? She, yeah, they all got fired. Yeah, except her husband. I don't think no, her, her husband, husband had nothing to do with that. And he was in a different precinct, I think. But yeah. uh, but still. So a, a the cop. memes. Yeah. There's one with Beavis and Butthead sitting on a bed, and <laughs> she walks in with a gun, and he goes, "Whoa, Butthead, it's her. We're finally going to score." <laughs> 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 All right, here's some more. Sorry, I'm gonna find it here in a second. Okay, here we go. Here, here we go. Uh, and basically, it, the the whole meme thing is is titled "Whore Cop." Whore Cop, yeah. Whore Cop. <laughs> it's got her standing in front of a Five Guys restaurant. Yeah, five Guys, sorry. And she's got her hand up. She goes, "I can start today." <laughs> That's my favorite. And, 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 there's an ad for the Super Troopers movie, Super Troopers Three, that she's going to be in. <laughs> there's one. Remember when the Antifa was walking around with the banners that said "Fuck the police"? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> and they, there's another one it says married police officer fired for sleeping with more than half of the department some while on duty and there's a picture of uh, there uh, two black cops two white cops and the canine unit <laughs> <laughs> and you know that dog <laughs> uh, was part of it went on her facebook and took her profile uh, megan olivia hall when you hear everybody in the department is getting together for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> <laughs> raw dog. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got here? Oh, she's got in it. Final Duty. Uh, let's see. Oh, that Thomas the Train Engine. Yeah. You know those things? Little blue she's got her face on the front of it. <laughs> the train. It says, all aboard. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I bought that train, Thomas the Train stuff from my grandson uh. years ago. <laughs> and then, by the way, Bullet Train. Thomas the Train in that, that movie, Bullet Train. It's, it's a big joke the whole way oh, through. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that was we talked about a few days ago where it says, thank you for your cervix. You know, yeah, that was another good one. <laughs> <laughs> and, in her police uniform, yeah. And then they have an advertisement. They have all the uh, the cops and the photos here. It says uh, they're going to start a team-building activity with the police department there. <laughs> and then it says team-building activity, and it's a picture of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they exploded instantly. It was pretty amusing. They did what? Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, hello, I'm Mike Lindell. <laughs> uh, my geezer dream sheets are so good, you'll wish you had somebody in there with you. Oh, by the way, sh uh, the other day, the Illuminati invited me to join. Yeah, what, what did he, what's that? Uh, now Marquise Who's Who in America wants me to. Uh, is that the real Who's Who? I don't know. Marquise? One of my wives is in there. Marquise? Yeah. I don't know. My dad's in there. So I don't know how much it costs to do something like that. Well, I know they're going to get you so you can brag about it. They, they charge you 100 bucks so you can tell people you belong to the so-and-so. But there's millions of people in there, so who's going to ever see you? I don't know. But it's good putting on a resume. Oh, Nate Oates is the asshole coach of the Bama. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. Nate Oates, he's a good coach, yeah. but I think he's a person. He's a piece of shit. For Alabama? What's For it? Alabama. Alabama basketball coach, Nate oh, Oaks. Okay. All right, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, one of their players got arrested for murder, murdering yes, a woman. Yes, and they kicked him off the team immediately. They did, they, uh, they, he supplied the gun to the, to the guy to go murder, murder him. Capital. So Nate Oates told somebody in the media that he spoke. Who do you think he should talk to about getting some advice of how to talk to his players about something like this? 
who would maybe the last person <laughs> that you would call up a former pro athlete that was involved in in a murder where he probably didn't do it but he kind of helped him get away from the crime oh, scene oh not ray lewis ray oh lewis. my god Ray well, that would be Lewis. that would work. He got away with it. He, and by the way, remember he hid his white fur coat yes. and had all the blood all over it. And to me, he obfuscated the police. <sighs> by the way, the one I know someone who interviewed him and he was crying like a little bitch the yeah, whole time. Right. But anyway, <laughs> Nate Oates says his daughter went to Bama a year and a half ago. He went through a similar situation in Atlanta. He played in the NFL. He told me what he thought guys needed to hear. And fortunately, I thought a lot of people would be going that's you know kissing ass to Ray Lewis like they all do. You know, yeah. think yeah, what a great guy is and all that most of the Bama fans were going you have got to be kidding yeah. me he talked to who and so so kudos to Bama fans who've called this guy to task Not for calling that. Ray Lewis I, how, why do you need somebody to tell you how to talk to your players and let them get arrested for murder say I just scumbag just got hauled off for murder thank God you know you guys know better than that right now let's yeah. go play I mean what the hell uh, what, do they feel bad for him because he got caught and they didn't yet or something? Maybe, or maybe he, they, did you they help him? It here's how you knew keep, about it? Here's how you keep your mouth shut to the police. Yeah. By the way, the NFL stepped in and talked to the mayor. The mayor calls, calls in. Paul Curley Howard is involved. Oh, and all yeah. of a sudden, Ray Lewis gets a deal and he's gone. Yeah, right. And yeah. so, and there goes the bloody white fur coat. All right, what's the best thing about having only your right arm and right leg? What's the best thing about having your right arm and only, right leg? Only having your only right arm. Right. And oh, well, right you're all right. Well, also, you got <laughs> nothing left to lose. Nothing left to hell. Is this part of your brain? No, uh, no, here's the brain connect? thing, though. Here, here's the, this, is, this is all of us. My brain. Don't even say shit. Just let it go. It's not worth it. My mouth. Listen here, fucker. <laughs> Should we do a quick bad day in history? Sure. Uh, this is a, a true story, a day in history, and you'll see how liberal politicians have never changed and never will. Marion S. Berry, mayor of Washington, D.C., was soaring high, buzzing on his own sense of invincibility, even as his city was consumed by a murderous crack cocaine epidemic, and rumors of his own chemical indulgences ran rampant. Cocaine, the self-proclaimed night owl, frequenter of sleazy strip joints and hotel rooms turned drug dens, exclaimed in a Los Angeles Times profile, how full Folks use that stuff. Anyhow, you put it up your nose. No. Big exaggerated thing. Mayor Barry's expressed distaste for the drug was delivered, as the Times reporter noted, mockingly, coy, flaunting it all, while later in the piece he professed to be insulted by the charges aimed at him. This Marion Barry. I'm not stupid enough to have done the things they accused me of. God gave me a good brain. What I have done, nobody knows about because I don't get caught. Again, this is on January 19, 1990. <laughs> and yet, less than two weeks after the Times profile ran, the news broke that Barry had indeed been caught on film smoking crack cocaine at a downtown D.C. hotel in the company of his mistress, Hazel Diane Rashida Moore, the night owl, was outraged at Moore's apparent cooperation in what turned out to be an FBI sting. <laughs> I'll be goddamn, he muttered over and over as he was arrested. <laughs> bitch set me up. <laughs> Comment mayor, yeah, bitch set me up. <laughs> God. Um, uh, he was arraigned the next day 
one year after the mayor swore before a grand jury he had never smoked crack with his associate Charlie Lewis, who testified that indeed he had. A month later, Barry was indicted on three counts of perjury. Well, listen to this. What an epic disgrace would have been more than enough to ruin pretty much everybody. But the man dubbed mayor for life by the Washington City paper, it was simply a bad blip. After Marion Barry served his six-month sentence, his loyal constituents, quite a few of them on the city payroll, elected him to the city council and then astonishingly made him mayor again twice. Yeah, I know, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be like that lion the Romans had, Barry told the Times before his ignominious but temporary fall. They can just keep throwing stuff at me, you know, but I'll be kicking their asses every time. In the end, I'd be sitting there licking my paws. (laughs) Marion Barry. (laughs) He got away. All right, finally, last thing. On this date, 1969, I heard it through the grapevine by Marvin Gaye was number one. Yeah. The average U.S. price for bread was what? What do you think? It was a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread, 29 cents. 23. A gallon of milk. What do you think? I don't even know what it is today. Dollar twenty. Dollar twenty-six. Very good. I'm totally guessing. Eggs. What's right now? What eight, nine bucks? Eight or nine dollars. I've seen the memes going out. Oh, he went to Kroger. Yeah, yeah. he went to Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> I got her only yeah. the best. Oh, he went to Kroger. He does love me. <laughs> there, there's one. There's a scene from one of those Twilight movies where they're royalty, French royalty, and they're looking down their yeah. nose at everybody else, and it says chicken farmers. Today. Right. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, eggs. A dollar. 14 a dozen back then. And now it's nine dollars. Uh, a car, an average car. How much? In what time? What year? 69. 69. Well, uh, gas was probably 40 cents a gallon. No, nope, 35, 35 cents. All a right. A car, a new car, like a Chevy, probably uh, 2,500 dollars. 3,400. Wow. You could get a house for 27.9. How much were stamps? Oh, five cents six. or eight cents, maybe six cents. Six cents. Yeah. The average income that uh, the average income eighteen thousand dollars. Ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars. And minimum wage. What do you think? I my well, I tell you, my, I worked for minimum wage. My first radio station job in nineteen sixty five, and it was a dollar five an hour. I recall, or dollar ten maybe. Dollar sixty. Uh, oh, oh well, in '65 it was a dollar five or a dollar ten. In yeah. and what, what year you? Dollar sixty. Sixty-nine uh, had gone up, I think. Well, anyway, right. whatever. Is it time What's for? <laughs> no, no. I, I got a couple of birthdays. Can I do oh, my birthday? Okay. We, we, we got a few minutes. We want to keep a little uh, fuller thing, right? We have a song. We have a. All right. Well, we're we're not quite two and a half. We got a couple of things. A couple of birthdays. Um, Dolly Parton, seventy-seven today. Katie Seagal, friends with, uh, what you call it, friends, uh, family, friends here, whatever. She was uh, Sons of Anarchy, too, Sons of Anarchy and Futurama. And, Katie yeah. Seagal has been doing it. She's still working something, too, oh, 69 yeah. years old. Drea De Matteo, she was, uh, of course, Adriana on The Sopranos, and she was in the Joey spinoff as his sister. She's 51, Drea. Sean John, oh, I had the hots for this little girl. Olympic gold medal winners. Oh, God, Sean Johnson's 31. I, I, I reason I ha- I saw her the first time and I mm-hmm. fell in love immediately and I realized it was because she looks almost exact. She was beautiful, just a little teeny little, just a beautiful little thing, and she looked exactly like a girl named Pam. I won't give her last name, uh, who was in fifth grade when I was in sixth grade, and I had a crush on her too. And her brother was one of my best friends, uh, and I loved that little girl Pam, and she looked exactly like uh, like uh, Sean Johnson, who I just never heard. fell in love with when I first first time I saw. Uh, Tippy Hedren, 
who's yeah. Melanie Griffith's mother. Tippi Hedren's 93. Shelly Fabre, Johnny Angel. Yeah. Johnny Angel. And Good she was in the, the Donna Reed show and, and also coached the wife. Shelly Fabre is 79 today. Mm-hmm. Paula Dean, the uh, Baker Cook chef, uh, Southern chef, is 76. Yeah. Desi Arnaz Jr. is 70 years old and... On this day, 70 years ago, 68% of all the TV sets in America were tuned to CBS as Lucy Ricardo of I Love Lucy gave birth on TV to a baby boy on the same day she actually gave birth to a baby boy. Amazing. Is that unbelievable? Amazing. I mean, think of the odds. Unbelievable. 70 years ago, Frank Caliendo, the comedian guy, 49, Mm -hmm. Jeff Van Gundy. 61, and Mayor Pete Booty Fudge Fudge is 41 years old today. Mm-hmm. A, a quick historical note. Uh, Flounder, if you would, a, a song for the little people here, sir. And while you do that, remember Ernie Kovacs? Yo, I loved Ernie In Kovacs. In 1957, Ernie Kovacs did a whole half-hour TV show without saying a word. Yeah, he was and, and if you amazing. have, if you don't know who Ernie Kovacs is, I, I'm urging you to Google him. PBS used to run his old yeah. shows. They were no, black and white TV. so far he, ahead oh, of everything. Way ahead. He did the, you know, hear no evil, see no evil, you know, he was like the Monty thing with the three Python months. Oh, he, yeah. in the 50s. He was way ahead. He was uh, he was way ahead. Ernie Kovacs, and he was married to that uh, cigar cigarillo oh, yeah. tipperillo girl, Amy Adams, not Amy Adams, Judy Ad- somebody Edie, Adams, Edie, Edie Adams. Adams. She's dead. She though. was sexier. Than no, hell. she was. Uh, anyway, Ernie Kovacs, you should uh, play. now. Do you have a song, uh, Forest Fire? It's your leisure. I'm sorry. Thank you, sir. Charles Manson murder trial, the prosecutors played the Beatles song Helter Skelter because at the scene of one of his family murders, those words were scrawled on a mirror. And it became part of the theme of the murderous... 1971. Uh, 1977, for the first time in history, snow fell in Miami. And I remember Neil Bortz did a comment, one of his commentaries once where he said that he was talking with somebody back in this 1970. Four, yeah, 1974, and he was telling uh, when Jimmy Carter was running for president, and uh, the guy said Jimmy Jimmy Carter will will be elected. He's never going to get. And, and he said he said I'll make you a bet right now. The day Jimmy Carter's elected president of the United States, snow is going to fall in Miami. Well, guess what? Inauguration day was the day that snow fell in Miami <laughs> and Jimmy Carter became president in Borchus Dementia. Uh, 1983, the Butcher of Lyon is captured in Bolivia. Klaus Barbie was extradited to France for crimes against humanity, convicted and sentenced to life in prison. 1883, Thomas Edison fired up his first village lighting system using overhead wires in Roselle, New Jersey, learning by trial and error how the wires could be put into the cars driving by in the streetcars to set on fire the women's wigs so they'd have to pay more money for his wig company to make him even richer than he was before. Uh, 1957, remember Ernie Kovacs, I think I just said that. Uh, 1996, <laughs> First Lady Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage was subpoenaed before a federal grand jury investigating how the Rose Law Firm records on the Whitewater-Clinton scandal suddenly got discovered. Yeah. Uh, 
she used the phrase, don't recall, 689 times before the grand jury apologized for interrupting her day, drinking and scheming against Bill's tramps and said they would never bother her again. And please do whatever you want. It'll never be a coup and we'll never catch you or convict you. So that was kind of 1996. All right, what else? We got a little rainy day thing here, do we? Bad texting theater. Bad texting theater. We're at December 15th. 15th, the Joker. Joker and Batman talking. (laughs) Which are you going to be? Uh, Let's see. I will be uh, Batman. All right. I'll do my, my Heath Ledger impression. What, what happened? Did, did your balls drop off? Anyway, uh, the Joker. Why is my calendar wrapped in aluminum? I foiled your plans. He foiled you his plan. <laughs> I was trying to do my Batman. <laughs> I mean, it almost came out. I'm Batman. All right, let's do the next one. They're uh, Democrats and Biden. Let's see. That's just two lines. It, it, you want to be top one or bottom? Uh, top or bottom? I will be. Uh, I'll be the bottom. I'll be the top. <laughs> he said bottom. Oh my! You'll be the top. All right, go ahead. How many Democrats does it take to change a light bulb? None. Biden tells them he fixed it, and they all sit in the dark and applaud. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Right. Well, maybe not anymore. I mean, it's really getting interesting now, you They're know. so wanted oh, out of there. Oh, well, yeah, I, told you, I told you a long time ago, he's going to fall in the shower or hurt his head or something. There's no way he's going to be. And for this guy, Clay, Clyborne, or Clay, we just mentioned him a while ago in South Clyburn. Carolina, I no. mean, if he's they, asking for trouble. He's, he's demanding they put Biden back in, and he's threatening anybody who supports anybody else. I'm telling you. Oh, my God. It would be the most cynical move of any political party in our history if they run him again. Without question. Cynical, because they won't care a bit about the country. They won't care about the country if they they run this idiot again. God. And, and it shows their failure. They have nobody else to well, replace they don't, them. They don't have booty judge. And, and, and California Governor Newsom is going to be shown to be the worst governor in the worst state. So if that's the Republicans get off their ass and yeah, do that. If they do, yeah. Anyway, we can only dream. Boys, uh, weekend plans at all? Got kind of anything Yeah, going? looking for a place to live. A place to live. Well, call me if you want some company or you want an idea or something. And again, Alpharetta, it's all barrels and co- I've never seen anything yeah. like it. It's worse and worse and worse. They've Now they got detours where you think you're going somewhere and they put all the traffic in and you can't get through and I had to back I had to go in reverse on one of the streets in Alpharetta to back up to a place that had more barrels but I could make a turn I mean I was I'm screaming at the guy with the flag saying you know you can't open up the other end I mean it's just yeah. it's outrageous outrageous so avoid avoid anywhere near downtown Alpharetta if you have to drive in that area right. I can't wait to see your thing I take pictures of the uh, boat the boathouse that'd be fun I think that'd be cool uh, flounder anything uh, family stuff I'm guessing always uh, yeah what else the, the schedule is Monday Thursday Monday Thursday. Monday, Monday, Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yep. Monday, Thursday. Yep. Yep. All right. God bless you. Don't forget uh, Venmo or uh, thekimmershow.net. You can look at the site for things. Patreon.com. Uh, Everything's PayPal. at thekimmershow.net. Yeah. And we would be very, very grateful to try to keep this thing going. Oh, Thank you. Yes. Uh, one last truly tasteless joke. Oh, all right. Why not? One last you here. You never have too many oh, that's truly one tasteless I can't jokes. Do. <laughs> Even too tasteless for us. That's, that's saying something. Uh, why don't uh, they use the 911 system in Poland? I don't know why. Because the Poles can't find 11 on their telephones. Oh, well, that's kind of an oldie. <laughs> that's like, that's like a fourth grader one. He hasn't heard them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, have a good one. Kitty Cat, you have a happy weekend, too. Oh, he doesn't even spin you his head around. <laughs> oh, he's coming over here.
You know, he's staring at the harmonica. This is funny. <laughs> All right, God bless you. Thank you. Semper Fi, I got to go. You're killing me. Hurt, hurt, and who? <laughs>